Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Drinking beer and watching sports is pretty awesome. And one of the few things on par is drinking beer and playing video games. But dropping all that cash on games that end up collecting dust after you're done with them sucks. But there's no sense in trading in old games unless you really want 25 cents off your new one. There's a better way. Gamefly. Gamefly has over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, Wii, and 3DS, as well as older systems. As a Gamefly member, you can rent as many console and handheld games as you want and get them delivered right to your mailbox for one low monthly fee. And if you like a game so much that you don't want to send it back, you can keep it for a low use price. There are never any due dates or late fees, and Gamefly also offers the ability to rent Blu-ray and DVD movies as part of the regular service at no extra charge. And right now, Gamefly is offering fans of Craft Brood Sports a premium free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To get that free trial started today, just go to GameflyOffer.com slash CraftBroodSports. That's GameflyOffer.com slash CraftBroodSports. Or just head on over to our website, CraftBroodSports.com, and click the Gamefly link in the menu bar. We've all been there. You're standing in the beer aisle staring at the same selection that was there last week and just wishing you could try something different. That's where Tavor comes in. Tavor is the best and easiest way for you to get the beers that you can't find in your favorite bottle shop. No need to hunt down people to trade with or worry about sending some sketchy guy a PayPal account hoping that he delivers on the bottle that you want. Tavor has your back. They only work with independent breweries, so there's no risk of getting suckered into buying an InBev beer pretending to be a craft brew. And it's insanely easy. Just sign up for your free account. Download the Tavor app for your Android or iPhone, and you'll get notifications when new beers are ready. Just go to the app and click Get It, and they'll put the quantity requested aside for you and ship it to your door. You can ship as many beers as you want for a flat fee, and you can schedule your delivery as soon as one week and as late as five after you select the beer you want to buy. And now, fans of Craft Brood Sports can get $10 in credit after you buy your first beer through Tavor.com. Just go to our website, craftbrewsports.com, and click the Tavor link in the menu bar. 
Create your free account, and after your first beer is shipped out, you'll see a $10 credit hit your account. There's no commitment, no contract, no gimmicks, just great beer delivered directly to your door. Uh, to all the kids out there, I just want to say don't drink. You know, when alcohol is in your system, you do dumb stuff. Me trying to go on stage with the trophy... Definitely in the top two stupidest things I've ever done. But who cares? The Eagles won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm still a little tipsy, but the world can kiss my ass. Yeah, wear your socks. Shut up, bitch. I ain't got socks on because I'm tipsy. And my wife was the first one that said, babe, don't go up there. I told my wife, beat no, honey, chill out. I got to be up there with my city. <laughs> How did it work out? It didn't work out good. <laughs> That man did his job, yeah. didn't he? He I'm said, sorry, sir. I'm sorry, he said Kevin Hart, I don't know who you are, but you can't be up here. I said, hell if I can't. I went to walk. He put his hand on my chest. What's he, what's who it? gives a shit? Go, Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Hey, Fuck it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Craft Brood Sports. I am Mike with me. As always, my main man Scott is Craft Brood Sports. Scott, you, uh, you ready to tap this keg of sports knowledge? Fly, Eagles, fly! <laughs> oh, they flew. They flew all right. <laughs> Fuck you, Patriots. Yeah, let's, uh, I'll pump you poor. <laughs> is the answer you were Deal. looking for. Deal. That, that sounds like a plan. Uh, right. that, that drop was Kevin Hart being all drunk after the Super Bowl, in case you missed that. Uh, he tried to get up on stage and was pushed away by a big dude, and it was... Amazing, and then he posted that on Facebook afterwards and sounded super sober. Uh, one of the best clips ever this week. This was our. This was a fantastic week for drops. We had so many to pick from. We had and, a, uh, a smorgasbord. And just, I think my favorite part in that one is when the dude was like, "Wear your socks." He's like, "I ain't got no socks." I, I like <laughs> that, that he called his wife a bitch. <laughs> that was no, my he favorite. caught himself. He, he caught said, "Are you a baby?" <laughs> <laughs> It was fantastic. Well done, Kevin Hart. Uh, We got an awesome show for you today. Uh, Before we get into too much, I want to introduce our guest that's sitting in today. Uh, Very special guest in the uh, studio with us today. This guy is a friend of mine from way back in the comedy world here in Cincinnati. Uh, He is recording his second album next week, February 15th, at Go Bananas Comedy Club in Cincinnati. Uh, Tabari McCoy. Tabari, how you doing, man? Oh, what's happening? I feel like I need to go into like a crazy voice to spice things up following Kevin Hart. Although I understand, as some, I understand the way Kevin Hart felt because uh, that is the only way that I remember I could enjoy Ride Along Two would to be to be that intoxicated. Uh, you you I saw mean, Ride Along One? Hey man, you know I, I write movie reviews. I see the good, the bad, and the Tyler Perry. So. It goes out. That's right. Came out the box throwing shade. That's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna spice this up. I'm here with Seamus and the coach. It's good to be here on Highly Questionable Part 2 on ESPN 7. I can't wait for this to go down. Where's uh, Where's Skip Bayless? I'm ready to get into this. I can do my Shannon Sharp imitation. You know, Skip, you're an idiot. I can do that all day. I can sound out like that all day long because to do Shannon Sharp, you have to sound very excited and that you have peanut butter almost up to the top of your mouth. It's like when you do Michael Irvin. Because Michael Irvin, you got to have passion. Everything Michael Irvin says is passion. Today is National Pizza Day and I got passion. I got pineapple. I got mushrooms. I got anchovies. I got passion for the game or for the pizza. All right, Mike. Good night. 
It's been Craft Room Sports. I'm the new black guy on the show. Uh, I didn't say that. I said we was going off the fucking air. I didn't say that shit. Hold on a second. Uh, Too I'm far. A, I'm gonna do you like the aunt. I'm gonna do like Aunt Viv on the Fresh Prince. I'm sorry. <laughs> just for, just be me next week, but not ever address the situation. Make a passing joke and keep sh- it. That moving. was the biggest I'm, shade thrown in the '90s of all sitcoms. They replaced your girl on Cheers. Everybody was like, "Eh, Sam Malone's probably a player." Everybody was cool with that. They replaced Becky's on Roseanne. They're like, "Eh, we seen the other one. New one's kind of cuter." Sorry, girl. Good luck with your eating disorder. <laughs> then they came out the box and they threw out Aunt Viv, and they were like, "Wait a minute, wasn't she kind of dark?" And now she's lighted. <laughs> I was Uncle just gonna Bill. say, I was like. It was probably because of the tone. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was There's people there, I was were like, adjusting the sets on the TV like, what the fuck? I was at like, least, I was they, like, at least they didn't just act like the character was gone. Uh, Family Matters, the little sister just like went yeah, upstairs went and, up never, came and never came back down. Well, well, just there's gone. been a lot of shows where characters just kind of you know disappeared. Been, you know what would have been messed up is on Family Matters, they had come back down with like a R.I.P. shirt, like bad rappers, like rest in peace, like little booby or whatever <laughs> spray, her nickname would have been. A spray painted t-shirt. Oh. An airbrush. Oh, not the airbrush. <laughs> that actually, we need to retcon that in. Hey, everything's getting brought back. Can we bring back Family Matters just to do that? You know what? They tried to bring back Living Color, and they were like, a show where black people are going to criticize things going on in America? Oh, we're not doing that. <laughs> this ain't the 90s That's no right. more. That's right. We gave you the Cleveland show, and you didn't watch. So. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get into the show a little bit here uh, before Tabari turns into Frank Caliendo again. I, uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> before we get, that's uh, terrible. Before we talk about what we're drinking, let's do motherfucker of the week because we got to announce that poll. Uh, the poll is live on our Facebook page right now. I'll take uh, it from here. Go ahead. Your options for motherfucker of the week are two Patriots motherfuckers, so it's going to be hard to choose. <laughs> One is head coach Bill Belichick for deciding he was going to bench his best defensive back in the game, and that being Malcolm Butler, allegedly for weed and pussy in his hotel room. Not really <laughs> sure if that's true. There's been denials, but we're going with that. So Bill Belichick is. Your option number one for Motherfucker of the Week. Motherfucker of the Week number two is the Colts head coach. Whoops. I mean, back to uh, back to New England offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels, who pulled the okey-doke, and it's just a smarmy-looking motherfucker to begin with. So we figured being an asshole, even to a team like the Colts that probably deserves it, he's your second nominee of for Motherfucker of the now, Week. So... I, I, do Get have, I do have a thing I could, I could, I'd like to add to this now about okay. both situations. Why you might want to reduce them to just bastard of the moment. Uh, bastard I, of the moment. I, 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 Interesting. I, I, okay. Tabari's about now, to turn the show upside down. We're about to get some knowledge dropped now, on here's us. Here's the thing. Here comes truth. Bill, Bill right Belichick has won five Super Bowls. Don't give a fuck. Five. Uh, which is uh, more than my favorite team will probably play in in my lifetime, and I can't say more because I still get a check from one Paul Brown Stadium. Now, uh, <laughs> he's gotten bored. It's like playing Madden. You ever play like a video game that you've beaten a lot? I used to love NCAA Football 14. It was the last one they made before the players were like, hey, that's me. Where's my money? I used to love playing that game. I won national championships with UC. And UC will never win a national championship in football because no top draft pick is going to my alma mater. If they, if UC tried to recruit a top dude, Ohio State would be like, we're an hour and a half up the road. Don't be stupid. I, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? That's exactly how it's going to go down. So Bill Belichick has gotten bored. He's like, well, let's see. I, I won with the back of quarterback for years. And then, and, 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 you know, I've won the other games. I mean, then I got the Seahawks to somehow throw on the one yard line. <laughs> He's bored. 
bored. So, so he's a saying, mad, bored you're saying villain. This was just Bill Belichick was like, he's just bored. How can I point? challenge myself? At I know. Point, I'll just pick bored. a name out he's of a hat and make this guy sit game. down. He's been playing the game on Nintendo Switch with like three other people that own a Nintendo Switch because nobody else owns that system. He's <laughs> bored. He is bored at this point. He is <laughs> okay, bored so out of his mind. There's so, your defensive bastard of the moment for yes. him. Now explain to me why Josh McDaniels is bastard of the moment. Name three Indianapolis Colts. Why? That ain't named Andrew Luck. <laughs> <laughs> that are still on the roster. Uh, there's the, the one guy. T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, I know oh, what's yeah, funny. Yeah, See, now the producer got a way in. Hey, guys. We, had the Mike, we already had the Michael Rappaport highly questionable. Don't be, come on now. <laughs> Seriously. Frank, Frank Gore. Okay, that's two. Name uh, me one more Colt. Damn. Dwayne, uh, the, the, don't the tight end. Don't use Dwayne because a random black dude's probably no, named Dwayne. No, 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 the, the tight end. The tight end. The tight probably named Dwayne. The tight Dwayne. end from Clemson. Uh, Dwayne something. Dwayne Clemson because you can't think of his real name? <laughs> yeah. And then, well, then they traded away. Tight end the, Dwayne. The tight end. <laughs> they traded away the, the tight end from Stanford <laughs> that now plays for C- or for. The All right, but, but still. <laughs> who, who else was? Hugh Jackson is like, look. Jacoby Brissett. Regardless, re- J- Jacoby Brissett, he sounds like a bad dish at a barbecue with your uncle Frank. <laughs> he used to play for the Patriots too. Regardless, <laughs> part of the reason I know. Regardless of of who's on the Colts and who's not on the Colts, Adam Vinatieri. <laughs> God damn it! He's still around. <laughs> I forgot about Vinatieri. <laughs> he told them he was coming. He was like, "Yep, I'm your coach. Well, Mike, I'm the you, guy. You, you're going to hire Mike, these assistants. I want these assistants, Mike. They How many times has your wife told you them? that and faked it? Damn Boom! It. Also, also Scott said Dwayne Allen, who isn't on the team anymore. So fuck, I fucked that one up. So he's not even on the team no more. So those are your go. those are your choices for motherfucker of the week: uh, Bill Belichick or Josh McDaniels. Vote now in the poll. Uh, we will reveal the answer. Vote often at the end of the show. I am going to vote for Josh McDaniels this week. I think that's a cold move to tell a team. Well, to tell the team you're going there yeah. to have them hire assistant coaches. I'm gonna vote for both. I'm going to sign up. up for a different, but here's, a different here's, Facebook name. Here's vote the for thing both. I thought of though. Who is Indianapolis's main rival? The New England Patriots. Josh McDaniels yeah, had a head coaching job before. It didn't exactly go too well because of disputes with him and management. Then, after Indianapolis finally beats the Patriots, they lose Peyton Manning to Denver. They get Andrew Luck, who blows out his shoulder. They haven't had a running back that, besides Frank Gore, because there was a big gap. Hey, I respect Frank. Yeah. Frank is number five all-time in NFL rushing yards. Damn right you know he is. What, you know what Frank Gore is like? Frank Gore is literally like the girl in a 90s teen movie where she goes up the steps comes down ponytails gone and she's beautiful but nobody thought about her before because Frank Gore is a quality running back but there's nothing sexy about the name Frank Gore there's really nothing sexy about his career exactly (laughs) you know who Frank Gore is Frank Gore is a is a solid sandwich no, but I mean, here's what I mean by that you ever been out somewhere and you'd be like man I'm kind of hungry uh well you know I can go. Well, you know what? Well, this you know, I, that restaurant has a sandwich I like. You don't get thrilled about it, but you know it's solid. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Ah, yes, I have the Frank Gore with the coke. Exactly. 
<laughs> You'd be like, can I get the Frank Gore with a side of Phil Sims? You know what I mean? It's just it's I, solid. I, I, I it ain't Phil sexy. Sims, oh, see, I Fake, like Phil Sims, the quarterback, and Phil Sims, the announcer. I don't give a shit about Phil Sims, the quarterback, but the announcer can kiss my ass. <laughs> see, you know what? I, I'm gonna say this. Here's a controversial topic, and we'll get back to your show because it's their show. Uh, <laughs> I like Chris Collinsworth as an announcer for one reason. Chris Collinsworth is the easiest dude to amaze. He'll be like, man, did you see that pass? Four <laughs> yards right over the middle. I mean, that took some gumption. I'm like, did you just gumption. say gumption to a national audience of drunk people? <laughs> that took gumption. <laughs> hey, what are we drinking? <laughs> it's that part of the show, isn't it? Uh, this week, we have Ellicottville Brewing's Chocolate Cherry Bomb Imperial Stout. I feel like they did it just for Black History Month uh, for me, didn't they? No, actually, last, no, last I'm year... Here too. Oh, that's true. Last year, we did do uh, Black History Month theme where every beer had black in the name. Uh, <laughs> I forgot was, we did that yeah, last year. That was, that was pretty funny. solid. Did you, did, you get a, did you try to get a drop from like Billy D. Williams? And that's where I listened I don't to think podcasts. We were doing drops at that yeah, time. we didn't do oh, drops at the time. Been yeah, that was that was old school. Uh, yeah, on this show, you. we've grown since last year. But yeah, we didn't we didn't tell anybody either. It was like three <laughs> episodes in before I think Joe was the first one to catch on. Joe, <laughs> yeah, Joe that, sent me a text message. Was like. They're all named black, aren't they? <laughs> I came up with that idea. So there's that. Very well, very nicely played. Got, we struggled there though, like what the third weekend to get to the we like, black. There are the not there are not, not that many beers, beers that, that are, have black yeah. specifically. We were like, title. well, this one's a black IPA. Right. That kind of counts. It's like guess. what black Guinness and black and tan. Is that a just a mixed yeah. drink in it or? Yeah, but I don't even know what we. I don't even. Know I couldn't even tell. We you have the black and crayon. Black yeah, and crayon was one crayon. because okay. that, that became that was our nickname. nickname. Yeah, yeah we were black and crayon. Okay. I was black. Scott's crayon. Uh, <laughs> I don't know for obvious reasons. <laughs> I don't. I couldn't even tell you what the other beers were. We drank. I, I feel like we're having fun, but I feel like the listeners at home are like, they just keep switching topics. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be buckling everybody because you're not going to know what the fuck is happening in this show. It is going to be all over the place. So this beer, uh, the beer. So the, this was another one of our Tavor beers. This one uh, sold immediately. We we immediately wanted to get this one because they mentioned in the description. Everybody knows Southern Tier Stouts. Uh, this one is right up there with it. And we were like, mm, we'll fucking see about that. Because right. Southern Tier, that's our, as you that's know our, if you listen to the show, that's is, our go-to. That's our favorite uh, brand of stouts. Uh, so we had to get this one to try it out. Um, 8.2% ABV. I don't even know where they brew this one. I, I lost my bottle. Where is this out of? Elkitz. El- Elkittsville. I don't even know how you say that. I can tell y'all really like that one. Y'all like, we love it. I have no idea. <laughs> All right, but well, it's 8.2%. It's 8.2%. Yeah. shit. Well, it's an imperial stout, so it's got a little. Oh, it's brewed on in New York. Okay, thank you. That's what I was looking for. That, uh, well, that Ellicottville is in New York. <laughs> Never heard of it. But that's it's what I was just York. looking for the state. Um, yeah. I guess that's why they drink a lot, didn't <laughs> Initial flavors on this one, you could definitely taste the chocolate. Minor taste on the cherry. Not a whole lot coming through on it. Really? Um, yeah, I'm not getting a lot of cherry. I actually think there's quite a bit of cherry. Maybe it's just too much chocolate overpowering. We'll see how it holds up. <laughs> Also, uh, Split Decision MMA podcast, I, I guess this was in regards to uh, a black drink, said Old E with Cherry Kool-Aid. Oh, wow. I, I don't think I'll ever try that, but okay. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like the weirdest, because uh, a brass monkey is Old E with orange juice. Mm. Uh, I can't imagine it with Cherry Kool-Aid. That, that sounds... Hard pass. I'd try it. I'd try it. You wouldn't try it? No. I don't want to try That sounds like something that Little Wayne would talk about. Because malt liquor is very <laughs> gross, so I don't want to drink it if I don't have to. I mean, I'd, I'd totally give it a shot. The cherry Kool-Aid would probably make it taste way better than I have a feeling that. I mean, I'd drink it just to say I did, but I wouldn't <laughs> I enjoy it. I have a feeling it. that if Mike tried that, he's either going to hate it or 
Mike is gonna be he. We might tap into like Mike's hip hop album. <laughs> you know you, have, I mean? you also haven't listened to the show very much. Mike, <laughs> Mike don't know shit about black music, so we've proven that over the last like twelve last weeks. Last week, maybe we're gonna find yeah, you out. You got if one last week, but it was a gimme. We're gonna find out. You're gonna be the white motherfucker this week. All right, uh, let's get into Upper Deck. Upper Deck brought to you. Oh as shit, always. that's right. We got a show to do. Uh, we do. <laughs> Damn. Upper Deck brought to you as always by GameFly. Uh, head on over to our website, CraftRootSports. Oh, and, and by the, the way, if you were link. if you were wondering, and then you get free. T- Tabari's <laughs> drinking water. So does that. Yeah, I'm I'm the teetotaler. <laughs> You've heard what's come out of my mouth completely sober. Do you really want to know what would happen with alcohol? I really do, man, because I've known you for... On a show where we drink, you could be a a surprise dark horse and motherfucker of the week. I I don't want to know what I'm capable of. I know the thoughts I have sober. That's why I'm trying to be a good person. I'm like, please like me. I've known you for like 12 years, and I don't think I've ever seen you drink, so I would love to... Get drunk with you, you one you time. Know he had to rephrase many, it. He almost said, "I would love to get you drunk." He's like, know, "Oh, hold on, you know, I, I love to drink with you." Yep, <laughs> yep. Those, I was like, "Bring <laughs> I heard you." Have had this conversation with me. I have had. Pe- I had a former boss that was like, "Look, I know you don't ever drink, but if you do, I'm like, you pay me. You should be saying this." <laughs> Because it's just one of those things. I mean, I, I remember before the first time I got drunk, how many people were trying to get me drunk over that. I want to be there the first time you get drunk. It's going to be so funny. You know what? And it I was, was a disaster. Yeah. The first oh, it's time always I got a drunk. disaster. It was a disaster. I almost would love to do it, and just people were like, he's still boring. You get real mellow and quiet and just sit in the corner. Like, <laughs> Man, like, fuck, what wasted like, the booze on like, this? Who turned him into a black Sarah McLaughlin record? All right, Scott. Upper all right, deck. Upper Deck, that's right. <laughs> we do have segments <laughs> on the show. Uh, so we've all heard about the crazy amount of sex that goes on during the Summer Olympics, but uh, I never really thought about what that means for the uh, Winter Olympics, which they just kicked off earlier today, uh, and we have our answer. They bang just about as much or more as the, the Summer Olympics. <laughs> Gotta stay warm, man. I, <laughs> yeah, so much so, in fact, that the South Korean condom company Convenience Co., is donating 100,000 rubbers to the cause. The Korean AIDS <laughs> Association is also chipping in another 10 grand. So to break that down, it allows for just over two, the 2,000 athletes involved to bang it out uh, about 50 times each and be safe doing it. I can tell you who's not getting that much action. Curling. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that man. dude that looked like Andy Reid, he's like, yeah, uh, who wants my 50? <laughs> <laughs> well, the funniest little nugget, though, from this whole thing is that it probably won't be enough to cover it all. Because uh, 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 in London in 2012, the athletes went through the donated supply of 100000 in the first fucking week. But wait! In the most recent Rio games, 450,000 condoms were donated and used. That breaks down to 42 per athlete during those games. So, so we're at least under the ratio. Yeah, we're good. You know, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of fucking. But imagine I all mean, the fucking that goes on that, I mean, nobody's using rubber for. So like that's, that's unaccounted for. That's a good point. I mean, you know, as a single man who did not wish to be single at this age and thinking back to high school days when... You know the opposite sex. We'll say because I'm not gonna get hashtag me too in this son bitch tonight. Uh, <laughs> when they would go, I'm not gonna do it, ladies. I respect you, but you also do things where I would like to be critical. But I don't want to end up defending my career. Uh, <laughs> but thinking about how much women talk about, they would go after pro athletes or just the athlete in high school and whatnot. This is really not helping the you want a funny guy or a sensitive man cause. Because if the dude who is doing skeet shooting is all skeet skeeting, I don't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not helping. It's not helping. Is that even a winter sport? I don't know. I'm out of my element. 
No, that's that's decidedly a summer that's sport. Definitely summer sport. I don't know, they got that weird. They ski and shoot yeah, shit. That, yeah, it's but it's not called ski shoot. No, it's right. Not it's, ski. Called, it's called a bad eighties action movie. I was, I was gonna let it go for the joke. I was gonna give him the skeet shooting for the. I knew somebody did something joke. with some guns in the cold, like a bad, like the deer hunter or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Making old movie references. I. So the, there are, to Tabari's point, there are a lot more sports in the Winter Olympics that you're like, oh, they they doing some fucking over there? Because I feel like yeah, you mean, wouldn't need that much. I can't name Maybe it's maybe just because you think about it. I mean, there's there's definitely people who are still athletic in the winter sport. You got the speed skaters who are in super good shape. I mean, you um, don't have a ton of fat guys roaming around any of these Olympic games. But I mean, you do have those couple fat guys sports in the in the summer <laughs> games. In the summer games, you do, shot yeah, put, like shot put and hammer throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, I mean, there's those ones where it's like, eh, they're not necessarily all that in shape. <laughs> they're they're probably still banging it out though. Probably. You know, there's those chicks that are like, oh man, and they're like, hey, I saw you at the buffet dude. line. <laughs> You were putting it away. How about you put me away? Do they have uh, Do they have as many issues with this Olympics? I haven't heard anything about uh, like for Rio. There was all the issues with like the no the Olympic Village was falling um, apart. Right. Like, no, there hasn't been those. That's close to the country that we may go to. World that's what War I'm III saying. Like, well, that's nobody saying nothing. The big right. well, the biggest deal is just South Korea, North Korea. Though, right? But they're coming together and shaking hands and doing all. They're, they're playing nice. Meanwhile, so. Russia's at home. Like, we are not here. We now must crush you because <laughs> they are banned. <laughs> you know, Russia's banned from this one. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah, waiting yeah, for Rocky almost, Balboa to show up. Everybody in their point. mom got tested positive for steroids. Like, and it was overturned, team. but then the the appeal fell through. That was a crazy story. Anyways, yeah. a lot of fucking going on. Let's move on to uh, a little bit of kind of Super Bowl news. Uh, WEI Radio in Boston is back in the news this week, getting even more pub- publicity. Uh, and again, it's got something to do with Tom Brady. So you may remember a WEI personality got suspended the week leading up to the Super Bowl uh, for calling Tom Brady's daughter a pissant live on the air. <laughs> that led to Brady cutting his weekly segment. That's the same the, same tape that he uh, kissed his 11 year old son. Yeah, really yeah, same all. same episode yeah, of Tom versus Time Creeper. Um, that led to Tom Brady calling into uh, the Kirk and Callahan show. He did a weekly spot on there. He called in and said he was going to reconsider his relationship with the station after that. The guy got suspended. It was a whole big thing. This week, Kirk and Callahan is back in the news because they decided to play a little joke on a sports reporter for the Boston Globe, Ron Borges. Uh, they sent Borges a text pretending to be Don Yee, who is the agent of both Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo. After a simple blunt, hi, Ron, this is Don Yee, which... I have a feeling Don, you wouldn't send a text message like that. Anyways. <laughs> hey, uh, this is me. Borges was like, oh, some weird corny joke. And uh, it went on from there. The catfish was on. Borges had bought in. Um, the catfish said, I'm about to get this contract for Jimmy. Borges goes on to say how Garoppolo is a good guy and Shanahan's a good guy. So it's a nice match. Garoppolo deserves it. He asks if he is in town. And uh, the Kirk and Callahan uh, personality responded back. Busy, busy night. Brady is preparing to sit out all offseason team activity unless he gets a new deal with upfront money similar to what Jimmy got. Borges says that it sounds like he needs the right to call him. They respond that Schefter will probably have it by next week. Borges says, um, I'm guessing at that point he just creams his pants and sits down and is like, I got the scoop of the year. I'm getting this call him out. Journalism 101. Doesn't post, even get two sources. Nope. Post the column. Uh, it's up online. And then that's when Kirk and Callahan tweeted out the screenshot of the text message conversation with the simple caption, by at Ron Borges. <laughs> so essentially saying, 
totally called him out. Uh, he even said in the in the article, uh, multiple sources close to Brady. He, it was a quote from the article, so he just Which made complete shit up. <laughs> uh, that article has since been deleted. No word as to what's going to happen with Ron Borges. But the the newspaper is, is yeah, he's screwed. Uh, the, I guess the paper that he works for is investigating what's going on. So I'm interested to see how that one turns out. But if you're this if you're this radio station and you've already pissed off Tom Brady once. Why are you going to do something like this again? Where without completely vetting it? Yeah, like why not even contact Brady? Right, like, uh, hey man, we we're going to play this joke. Brady would be like, no, uh, don't do that. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> good call, man. Uh, we don't want to. Like, clearly at this point, that tells me that Brady will never be on their show again. Yeah, they if they're sealed, willing. They to do sealed that, the fate with yeah, that one. If they're willing to do that, it, it has already <laughs> been decided that he's done. But what a bunch of assholes to like play with this guy's career like. That. I mean. Don't get me wrong. The guy's a well, douchebag for posting the article without well, confirming things, but why are you going to do that to a man? Well, here's what I can say. <laughs> I always try to find a positive in a negative situation. I have a joke <laughs> about this that I'll be doing next week at my show at Govanez at 8 p.m. here in Cincinnati, Ohio. See, I want that plug in real smooth. <laughs> Good. Here's what I thought when you were saying all of that. Having been a newspaper reporter back when people bought newspapers. Uh, <laughs> 40 years ago. Go ahead. I, uh, I thought to myself, I said, man, there is nothing positive I can say about this. And then I thought about something. If the Tom Hardy role doesn't work out, we got a new dude to play Eddie Brock as Venom. Because <laughs> well. this reporter is ready to kill some. He is probably actively in a church in Boston right now in a bad Patriots Paul Revere hat and a church praying the way that, that my man Topher Grace. Sorry, Topher. Your career is so dead. But I loved you on that 70s show. I hope you got that girl because she was tall and fine with the red hair. Not like Mike, but tall and fine. Anyhow. Now, I know oh, this got weird, everybody. There, right there. <laughs> no, because Mikey's not fine, and you lost your hair, so it doesn't work no more. Anyhow, Damn I know it. he is probably right now. Damn that it, that reporter Borges, oh, he is. Woo! I think I just saw a Korean oh, dabbing on the opening uh, opening ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell just happened? I'm pretty sure I just saw a Korean transitions. Dab. Joe hit us with it. Move on. Yeah, there we go. It has also jumped the shark if the Koreans are doing it. Don't dab anymore, people. All right. This next story is a little long, and it involves a little bit of explaining, but stick with me. Longer than that last one? All right. Yes, longer than the last one. All right. So I don't know if anybody here has ever had their wages garnished from the government for taxes or any shit like that. I never have. Nope, never met Wesley Snipes. It scares the shit out of me. That's why I make sure that this time of year I got all – everything is up to snuff. Well – the Alphabet Boys uh, came after one wide receiver for, uh, well, he's a former wide receiver for Navy, and his name is Brandon Turner. Uh, all the way back in 2013, Brandon Turner says that he was unfairly expelled from the school and ordered to pay back the bill for his education in full. The situation in question that caused him to be expelled came on an April night in 2013 when Turner admits that he was very drunk one night off campus before making his way to his dorm room. Now, in between there, Turner says he ran into a fellow student and briefly touched her butt before mm. going to his room. And briefly, that's where he... Briefly touched her butt. Yep, <laughs> just, just old butt stuff <laughs> real quick. Old just, swipe. Yep. Hey, swipe right. <laughs> I kept it moving. Oh, and, that, and he passed out. Her version is that she had to push him away and reported the incidents to her superiors. Now, there was an investigation. Turner was found to have done nothing wrong, but he was ordered to take anger management and alcohol abuse classes and told that he yeah, wouldn't be the, expelled yep. from college. But two days later, he was contacted and told 
Nope, you are going to be expelled. And oh, by the way, you owe us one hundred eighty thousand dollars. Well, one hundred eighty. Go to the Navy. Well, one hundred eighty-seven hundred. Go to the reserve. Twenty-eight thousand dollars and eighty-two cents. Fast oh, forward to today. Turner <laughs> is working outside of the military. He's now civilian, and he lives in Seattle. And he says the Navy is garnishing his wages, and he's been forced to pay over thirteen thousand back already. He told the judge, Dude. "Leave, tell them to leave me the fuck alone. This is against <laughs> this is against NCAA rules." He wants his uh, bachelor's degree that he also was never awarded. And yeah, That's just wants un- to live his unreal. life. Unreal. So I, I mean. On one hand, okay, he had this incident with this female. We don't know exactly what happened. But for the school to say, you're not going to be punished. You're not going to be expelled. There's going to be punishments, but you're not going to be expelled. And then to flip it two days later and be like, well, no, you're but, gone. Uh, but also, but also they said pay that shit they back. did the investigation. It's like, all right, well, you didn't really do anything wrong, or we can't prove that you did, or whatever. It, you're fine there. But okay, here's these couple of punishments. Like... Wait, what? You're telling me not only did you clear me of all wrongdoing and tell me I wasn't getting expelled, then you punished that me? That is twice One of the way. most expensive ass grabs in history. Right? right. He didn't even... And I'm not, I'm not saying it's right, right no, what he it, did, but I holy mean, shit, man. $180,000 you got to pay. Almost $181,000. I mean, I understand that she was upset. So, I, you know, I can't really be like, you know, hey, man, quit Chris Browning yourself. But at the same time, I'm just like... I, that... He lives in Seattle. He can't even get coffee to be depressed. He can't afford it. <laughs> right. He's got to go find. He can't go to Seattle's best. He can't go to Starbucks. Well, and it's the Navy. That he can't go to a books and company. They're like, we're going to make him pay this thing in full. That's the thing. Like, uh, I mean, you already, you know, you already kicked him out. Didn't give him his degree. And he was I didn't a senior. Know like education he, in the Navy was that expensive. Well, I mean, they don't. So they don't have to pay it because they, you have to get an appointment. So you have to be appointed to go to Navy or Army or Air Force. So like a congressman essentially appoints you to the service academy. So you go for free. You don't have to pay for it. But then you have to sign up for your service afterwards. And that's essentially you I know this much. paying back your degree. I'd hate to be around that dude in like the most innocuous situation because anything's going to remind him of that. I'd be like, man, you got that new Call of Duty game? Like, like right. don't say that. Like, oh, no, don't. Like, also, like your sponsor. Like, Gamefly, hey, send my man a free game on me for like a week, and he can pay that back. Also, I mean, it's bad enough that you got to pay this thing back or whatever, but taxes are already a bitch on you know a regular paycheck. I couldn't imagine looking at my paycheck. I mean, what the hell happened? Oh, that's just the Navy getting in my ass again this week, right? I didn't know Fuck. you could pay back a Scott because if he didn't finish the degree, does he? Have well, to- that's what the, that's what he's arguing to the judge. Like this is against NCAA rules; they can't kick you out and then tell you you also got to pay for this thing. Like that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a man. He needs to go find Roman J. Uh, Israel Esquire. <laughs> Because apparently that must be a good movie. It got Denzel nominated. I know four people that saw it. I write movie reviews and didn't see it. <laughs> the preview looked The preview right. looked terrible. Well, I Denzel, said all right. Denzel has gone from I'm trying to be the young I'm trying to be like the mid middle-aged mature cool black dude to the looking like please someone get this brother a comb and a sandwich black dude. He's been looking rough. In these last Sorry, couple of that's outings. your second sandwich reference already in this show. This are, is you a, are, are you hungry? You brought a fat dude I will to go a get podcast there's, on National Pizza Day. Pizza. You better hope I don't go there's deep into upstairs. the well. There's I pizza know, upstairs. I know there's pizza upstairs. Yeah, you've, I haven't <laughs> forgotten. I already had all this shit, You, you got Ziploc bags. <laughs> 
you, you ain't got no swag bag for the guests. You ain't got no swag bag. Hey, I got you, you water. If you think, I got you water. If you think that pizza ain't leaving in some of my hands, you got another thing some coming. Of my hands. That's right. As opposed to the other ones. That's right. Just some of my hands are taking this pizza. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Uh, replaying sports, while great in theory, tends to pretty much just suck across the board. It either makes the game too long, or officials still get it wrong, or you don't have enough evidence to make the correct call. And that's the case this week for Boa Vista FC, a Premier Liga team from Portugal. Boa Vista was playing CD Aves, and on an Aves corner kick, they scored a goal where the player appeared to be obviously obviously offsides like it wasn't even close uh boa vista called for a replay they went to check the feed and the view of the camera was completely obstructed by a boa vista fan waving a giant flag in the stands <laughs> block the camera as the guy starts to move off sides, you just see the flag wave right in front of the camera. And then as soon as the flag passes by again, everybody's celebrating the goal. And they're like, uh, not enough evidence. Inconclusive. <laughs> so goal stands. And That's some NFL shit right totally there. Totally lost out. Not to kick a dead horse since the team finally won the World Series, but that dude is now the Steve Barton of whatever league that is. <laughs> Well, I mean... It oh, wait, was it his team that won? No, his team lost. That, oh, he is definitely yeah. the Steve Barton. It wouldn't have really mattered because they lost People the like, game 3-0. <laughs> that would be kind of awesome if they showed the video and, and the dude's the got headphones. like the big headphones on, the green so sweater. Dude, <laughs> just waving his flag. Just, um, oh, that's so bad. Short story for you there, but that's... Uh, ugh, I, well, you know what? Their replay is still better than most NFL replay. Get, that's tell why I said fans, they're the NFL now. Tell the fans to stop waving giant fucking flags in the stands. Have you seen those soccer? Who like, look, we we in America. We like our teams. Ain't no, there's no one in the world more passionate than a soccer fan overseas. You can't you can't get into an NFL stadium without a clear plastic bag. Like my wife can't bring her purse in. It's got to be in a clear plastic because- bag. This dude's walking in with a sixty foot fucking flag. Like, <laughs> hey. What's up, everybody? I'm going to go sit over here by this and camera. that's what we Cheers, call mate. cultural differences. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> Boa Vista. <laughs> I don't even know if that's how you say the team's name. I have no idea. Close enough. I'm sure one of the soccer <laughs> nerds in a group will correct us. With, probably with, already with in them the name, comments. With, I, when you said Boa, I immediately thought of Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs> just with a big feather boa, just over there on a sock with a soccer ball in his hand. That's right. Tomorrow you know you're I'm getting sneaking pro wrestling into this. Come on now, you know that's happening, baby. Tomorrow you're getting Woo! called out for being too quiet on the uh, the Facebook feeds. Who in the world Damn it! Tell him, we're, tell him we're doing the hard <laughs> shit. Like I mean, he's I the guest. I mean, we still got to read the fucking stories. I'm, I'm trying to let y'all get to. Hey, everybody! So today in the news, forget that comedy. Oh snap! Uh, also, beatbox. You know what I love? Uh, the movie Disorders with the Fat Boys. Ooh. Perfect, perfect transition. My dad just dropped. Fuck soccer. Moving on. <laughs> Speaking of more more uh, worldwide things, uh, proof that the NBA is a worldwide phenomenon. Uh, this week in Australian Parliament, yes, you heard that correctly. Australian Parliament was Tim George Watt- Clinton there? <laughs> no, not that Parliament. Oh, <laughs> Tim Watts declared that there is an anti-Australian agenda in the NBA, and well, just take a listen. I rise today to express my outrage at the exclusion of Australian Ben Simmons. From this year's NBA All-Star Game. In a record-breaking rookie year for the Philadelphia 76ers, Ben is currently averaging nearly 17 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists in a game. He's already had 5 triple-doubles, and frankly, no one with 2 brain cells to rub together would want Goran Dragic on their team over Ben. 
The fact that co-compatriot Jingling Joe Ingalls has also been left out of the three-point competition, despite currently sitting in third in the league in three-point percentage, third. makes me think there's some kind of anti-Australian conspiracy going on oh. in the league head office You've got two dudes! If you thought that Australia was angry about the Simpsons versus Australia TV episode, <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet, Yanks. There is, however, a more serious point about the golden generation of Australians currently playing in the NBA at the moment. The nine Australians who are currently flying the flag for a nation in the NBA include an Indigenous Australian, four children of immigrants and two refugees. Our representation in the NBA looks like modern (laughs) Australia, a nation of migrants and the most successful multicultural nation of Earth. We should particularly recognise South Sudanese Australians, Thon McCurr and Mango Mathiang, for their extraordinary achievement. I'm not Stretch. just making it to the pinnacle of their profession, but overcoming the enormous challenges <laughs> that they needed to confront yeah. as arriving yeah. in Australia as refugees. There's been a lot of nonsense said is about Australia's African-Australian community over the summer parliamentary recess by politicians around the country, but Thorna Mango show the potential to remember this community to overcome obstacles and excel at the highest level. Time has expired. That's my favourite part of the time. The old dude in the back is like, that's enough talk about the NBA. Shut the fuck up. You know what? I'm going to say this for that dude if he can name that many Australians I challenge him to name four Sacramento Kings because <laughs> I know I couldn't Vince Carter keep jo- going Joe Johnson His- as of yesterday oh, oh, oh you <laughs> gotcha wait hang on I'm you also, can't, you I'm can't also do that because the Cavs are like completely flipped the roster so you gotta be able to do that since yesterday yeah De'Aaron Fox eh. I, prefer, I, I prefer the game Star Fox <laughs> Vic said, fuck you, Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> I knew that reference was coming. That's why I let it go. I was waiting for the basketball and the Barbie. Next, okay, Ben oh, Simmons man. is cool. Um, and, and Goran Dragas is like, hey, man, why you got to throw me under the bus? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was real dirty. The, the one who took the biggest beating there was Goran Dragas. I know. I'm like, okay, so you got like one cool Australian dude. Fine. You know what would be funny is if Goran Dragon. We hold- watched Yahoo serious movies in the 80s. We <laughs> suffered through that insufferable, and I like Danny McBride, but we suffered through that insufferable Super Bowl ad for Visit oh, Australia yeah. tourism. Gordon- I didn't see one Ben Simmons jersey. See, I'm going to go back to Michael Urban mode. I didn't see one Ben Simmons jersey and that Trevor Australia. Frank Caliendo's back, everybody. I didn't see one. <laughs> I need Goran Dragic to come out and hold his own press conference and say how there's an anti-Goran Dragic agenda in Australia and just totally rail on Australia for 10 minutes. I mean... With somebody at the end just goes, that's time, time is expired. But you know what? Was Luke Longley Australian or just a bad gangly dude? I think he was Australian. I don't know. Because he was. He was like one of the first... They let him play with Michael Jordan. They're like, look, we did you a solid. (laughs) (laughs) We've been eating Outback with that bad voiceover for 20 years. They gave Delhi a... He got to play with LeBron. There's that, and people think he's good. We thrown them all kinds of Wait, Della Dova's from Australia. Yeah. Oh, I wonder. They where were he making was like a movie about him in Australia. A where, biopic. Yeah, like that's how. That's well, let me how guess. They're gonna get one of the Hemsworths to play it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could go get Liam. They can't afford Thor, but they can go get Thor Diet Thor. They go get Diet Thor. <laughs> All right, let's close out Upper Deck with this story. Uh, last week, we talked about Pornhub offering <laughs> barrels of lube to the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, I saw that on Grease them poles. Yeah, uh, well, this week, Pornhub is back in Upper Deck. Uh, the online whack material warehouse released some infographics this week to show how their site's traffic changed before, during, and after the Super Bowl in Philadelphia and Boston. 
according to Pornhub's data, by the time the game ended, traffic in Boston had jumped nearly 26%, and by 1 a.m. was about 28% above the normal traffic for that time of night in Boston. So basically, while Philly was out rioting and flipping cars and climbing greased-up poles, New England fans were at home greasing up their own poles. That has got to be the that's got to be the saddest whacking off time ever after your team loses the Super Bowl like ah, man I was then you know the city of Buffalo should have 9,000 <laughs> possible children every other week from the 1990s. Not if they're jacking off. No, that's, that's and that's the thing. Thousands remember, of children flushed down the toilet. Do you remember I that? know. I'm thinking about the movie It. You'll float too. <laughs> Do you remember that Super Bowl ad from, uh, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, when they just had all the babies that were like the Super Bowl oh, babies. From oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. I want to see next year, like, Haynes come out with, like, just old socks that are just replaced <laughs> they're like every year you know what you one team feel- loses the super bowl you know who i ruined socks for, everywhere you know who i felt worse for when you when you were reading that story that made me think somewhere there's a dude who was really good in math who thought he found his dream job? I get to work for this big company and he, and whatever. And then he got home and your parents were like, did you get the job? Yeah, 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 I got the job. Like he can't wear company apparel at a family gathering. <laughs> that dude is proud as can be. That nerd was like. Also made me think of what did I do after the 49ers lost to the Ravens. And I'm like, I was too sad to jerk off. I cried myself to sleep. That's the thing. <laughs> I, didn't, I couldn't even get it up to jerk off. Like, I was just so sad. Like, fuck this. Like, just, I remember being so mad and just, I was like, I don't want to talk to nobody. I just went to bed and thought about all the blown plays and fell asleep thinking, fuck you, LaMichael James. <laughs> that there is an anti LaMichael James bias <laughs> in this podcast. This has been Upper Deck brought to you, as always, by Gamefly and by the Your amazing, twisted minds. the amazing Pornhub. Uh, <laughs> Data collection of Pornhub. Yes. (laughs) And Australia. No, we have an Australian bias. Good day, mates. On this show. Uh, The Drunk Line is open. 440-37-DRUNK. Feel free to call in uh, if you got any questions for Tabari, anything you want to talk about this week. Um, Let's get white motherfucker out of the way, and then... We will talk. You're to so Tabari. excited about. I know. This. I'm super. You no, know I'm going to be getting iced. I Fuck know. You. I can't wait. So, uh, for those of you that have never seen the show before, White Motherfucker is the portion of the show. Where also, Scott. Fuck you for having never seen the show, but welcome yeah. at the same time. <laughs> Scott normally asks me a question uh, about '90s hip hop and R&B. If I get the question wrong, I am a white motherfucker and I have to do a shot of hypnotic. Uh, if I get the question right, I am not a white motherfucker, and Scott has to do. Uh, he has to get iced. I want to preempt week. this by saying, for the last like 12 weeks, Mike has been the whitest of white. The fuckers. Last week I threw him a softball and he got it right. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> nailed it. So now I have to was ask it a Beastie Scott. Boys question. <laughs> no, it was a. It was about remember the time I asked him who who did the video, who was the famous uh, athlete in the video, and who was the famous entertainer in the video. I mean, it was. Do you know Tabari? Wait, easy. hang on. Was that Michael Jordan and uh, Michael Jackson at the time for that one. No, you white You white motherfucker. <laughs> Hey man, it's Magic Johnson, Eddie Murphy, and obviously Michael Jackson is the one who okay. did the song. I love Eddie Murphy. Let's not bring up anything having to do with him and music. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, Scott. Uh, so because I got the question right last week, I get to ask Scott the question to find out if he is a white motherfucker. So Scott, uh, are you ready for your white motherfucker question of the week? Hit it. Nicely done. Starting uh, in the very late 90s, <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there was a female you son of a bitch hip-hop and R&B group that burst onto the scene. 
uh, with their main hit, Baby, I'm a Do-Right, No More. That group was 3LW. (laughs) (laughs) You piece of shit. (laughs) What does 3LW stand for? Three Little Women. God damn you, (laughs) motherfucker! You thought you were going to get this? Get that fucking shit out of here. Pass the hypnotic, Joe. You little... I thought you were sure you would be like, I have no idea. Come on, son. He went. He tried because uh, I was like three LW. I remember. Their I was existence. so excited because. Okay, so my shots up, son. Can I? All right, I'm gonna do this. Wow, thing. he God dug in the crate it. for that one because if you had said three LW, I'd be thinking about like I could go for an A and W root beer. <laughs> <laughs> the best is how much you guys missed the the <laughs> pre show <laughs> shit talking that this man did. He's like, you're so gonna be funny. so mad. <laughs> I'm gonna get this right, and ah, he was. Was Rick flaring it out in this bitch? He, he said, he said sure. late ninety. I was like, this has got to be an escape question. Well, the reason he said when he said he don't know who fucking escape is. <laughs> Come on now, what the fuck? Uh, Wait a second. Do you know anything about the group Escape? Hell no, he doesn't. Is Bobby Brown in that group? Dang, thank you. <laughs> that, that's a running joke on this show that did everything get, he doesn't know about Bobby face Brown. On video? Hold on, let me reenact <laughs> this terrible face. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> wow. we have talked about 3LW off the show, like just in joking <laughs> about talking about shit. No, because it that came was the up. first ever concert. Uh, one of the first ever concerts. They no, opened up for Ja first, Rule. First concert I ever went to was my senior year of high school. 3LW opened up for Ja Rule. We were uh, at the same concert. No, no, before he doesn't we... know hip hop. He was like, I'm good. <laughs> no, we were at the same concert. Yeah, and didn't know too. each other. Oh, it was in no, the were... Ja Rule Columbus. Concert. No, I was in the one in Youngstown. Oh, okay. So it was the same, same tour. tour. Yeah. So you saw the Cookie Monster together? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. Everything I do about you. I am so Get bummed. that man a lozenge. I am so <laughs> bummed that you got that question right. It, can I, I can't believe that that's what you thought you were going to give me. See, when you... I didn't no, think no, you would know no, what no. it stood for. I thought... I, I Are we going to have a member of 3LW calling like, first of all, thank <laughs> you for remembering us. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. When you went 3LW, I thought you were going to be like, name those members. And I'd have been like, well, I'm doing this no, ice. I don't even know the, their names. I know I, the one I chick the, the one chick was dating Rob Kardashian for a while. The oh, one that went on to the Cheetah Girls. Worse. Well, no, it's like the one who looked like Raven Simone. I've got a wife. I got a wife that watches the Kardashians. All right, you step off to bar. I'm talking about for three OW. This story's getting worse. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't talk about your wife. I was talking about them. (laughs) I thought you were making fun of me for knowing that that chick was dating. I'm sure they're happy that you know that they were. I'm actually kind of mad. I got you know how great it was. I was driving to work today. I was like ah. You know, I'm, I don't really want to fuck up this question tonight, but at least I don't have to think about you know it. I was getting sick of? of thinking of these fuckers every I week. had another one lined up for next week, too. I was all ready to go. <laughs> yeah, you got ahead of yourself. This reminds you me, did. I saw a concert at King's Island here in Cincinnati when they had Timberwolf Theater. And I went, and it was like it was like a couple groups that I liked. And it was like Lords of the Underground, and then Run DMC was the headliners. And at the end, they were like, "Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special unannounced guest, R. Kelly." And boo, that was all the dudes. <laughs> it was when he still had public announcement, and they booed. <laughs> Damn, yeah. Right, and now you know see. who's booing now? Public announcement. <laughs> Craftbird Sports. Who's this? What's up, guys? It's Andy. Hey, Andy, how what you up? doing, man? What's up, man? Hey, you guys are talking about 3LW. Isn't that the highway out in Independence? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think it is. (laughs) Yeah, man, you guys are talking about white motherfucker. You just got the Kentucky motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, what beer are you drinking tonight, man? Right now, in my hand, I have a Hazy River from Bad Tom Smith. I'm actually sitting at Bad Tom Smith. Oh. So I got out of work a little early and did a little brewery hopping. 
Nice. Uh, well, if you make your way over to uh, to Listerman's uh, after the show, maybe we'll meet you up there. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, I don't know if I'll be so, allowed out, but I'll try. <laughs> I got to ask yeah, permission. Yeah, I, I already, I already know Berlin, that's a lie. You're married, small Promises children. It's, it's not happening, but <laughs> I appreciate the thought. Uh, Andy, who's so, your vote for, uh, for Motherfucker of the Week? Bill Belichick or Josh McDaniels? Uh, you know what? As crazy as Ursay is, I don't blame Josh McDaniels at all. I mean, it's one of those, like, he thought the girl looked hot, and then he saw the crazy eye and went, oh, fuck no. <laughs> See, I told you you can't be too mad at Josh. <laughs> so you're saying the I lights mean, came on at 2 a.m. after last call, and Josh McDaniels went, yeah. nah, just take an Uber. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's available. exactly what happened, man. And, and can you fault the guy? Because we've all been there. <laughs> I, I mean, all right. All Josh right. McDaniels gets my vote. Fuck that, dude. That's what I'm saying. We I'm, we I'm talked on. about it before the show. A low budget Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. Yep. Want to be Lane oh, Kiffin? The, the generic Lane Kiffin. That's yep. harsh. <laughs> yeah, Truth mean, You know what? And who won in all this? The Colts. Because we've seen McDaniels coach. Mm, that's a good point. You may have dodged a bullet. But you know what? But oh, yeah. No, you no, also... did get Tim Tebow a playoff win against a very respected team that someone that I love has had trouble with, and that's all I can say. T-Bar, <laughs> T-Bar, get closer to the mic, brother. <laughs> oh. I'm not loud enough? Oh, I can fix that. No, I'm you, are, you are not loud enough. I actually posted that oh, in the comments. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to dominate you, you this were, microphone. Like, because that mic, man. I'm trying not to dominate this mic because, I mean, you know, I'm already dominating one mic. Boom! Take that, Berlon. Oh. Wow. Wow. Uh, any and any more domination? Tabari's mic just got cut. <laughs> Don't fuck with oh, the man, man with the board in front of me. Yes, I, I got loud. Everybody in the bar. This is like me. my Rick James moment tonight. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. It's like sit down, tell you some stories about this man doing open mics in front of four people. It's terrible. Andy, Andy. four people. <laughs> Andy. Oh. <laughs> oh. And now, four whole people. <laughs> My own mic. <laughs> That's what you should have done after that week three LW question. God damn it. Andy, thanks for the call, man. <laughs> thanks for calling, buddy. All right, see you guys. Cheers, man. I can't Andy believe you, you thought you were going to sneak that shit in. I didn't think I'm you kind would of know. Offended. I'm so glad that you, you were going to go. When he said three LW, I was like, I'm glad. I thought that was the whole question. I thought he was just giving you the answer. I was like, three LW, woo, that was close. Like, I, I thought you were going <laughs> to be like, how the fuck am I supposed to know what three LW stands for? No. Three looking so for work women. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> you know who won't be Anyways. disappointed? Blake. No, he's gonna love that. He is. Blake's another three LW fan. All right, let's uh, let's talk to Tabari. So Tabari, you have yes. a uh, new album that uh, you're recording next yep. week. How long? How long has it been since your last album? So I recorded this that has the LL Cool J tribute cover <laughs> to it. That's right. I came ready to shamelessly self promote tonight, baby. Uh, available on iTunes and Amazon, or at your local black guy named Tabari. Um, my our debut album came out 2013 on my birthday on December 3rd, which was a Tuesday back it's when been I used that to. Long? Re- yeah, Holy yeah. Shit, mm-hmm. man. I had to write new jokes. So, yep, yep. Uh, I, you know, I've been. That's why I quit. <laughs> <laughs> we know. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> 
Yeah, I really don't think that was the reason he quit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, shit. I know. No, Producer Joe exactly coming in hot. I was like, I got 45 minutes. Do I have to, I have to write more than that? Mm, I'm out. I'm yeah, out. Yeah, I understand. So I figured, you know, we got... Of new material? Right. I was like, we elected a new president. I'm going to elect some new jokes. So hopefully mine do a much better job with Agent and Agent We, we didn't elect uh, We didn't elect yeah, a new I know, president. Man. I know, man. One got forced upon us. I know what you're saying, man. I got you. I got <laughs> okay, you. Okay, Black actors. Uh, just... <laughs> And this is the this is gonna be like the highest episode. Like, and then there's a significant drop when they talk to Tabari about the, uh, <laughs> So yeah, the first one came out in 2013. Um and uh yeah, getting ready to do this new one. Um all new material that's not on the current disc, so this won't be a rehash like all those 90s sitcoms we were talking about earlier. Uh shout out to uh, wherever the first Aunt Viv is. Um, probably hanging out with 3LW. Um, but, uh, that would heighten their profile. <laughs> hey, that might be mutually beneficial at this point. Three little and then, women and Aunt Vib. And then, <laughs> I know. And then, I would watch right. that concert. And then Solange shows up like, have you seen the elevator? Uh, <laughs> oh. Damn. But uh, so yeah, recording the new one next uh, Thursday, the day after Valentine's Day. Because, hey, I'm not in love. Nobody loves me. Uh, so. Uh, Thank you, sad trombone in the house. <laughs> uh, recording this, 8 o'clock, Go Bananas Comedy Club in Montgomery. Uh, Billy DeVore IV, uh, he decided to add the fourth, I'm like, as to separate yourself from the other three Billy DeVores in comedy. Uh, so <laughs> Billy DeVore IV is going to be uh, hosting and emceeing uh, my man uh, Spark Tabor, uh, a.k.a. Gavin Tabor, a.k.a. my one black friend named Gavin, uh, will be the middle comedian. Um, <laughs> it took me a second. I'm black. I never know Spark's real name. I know. There's a reason. I've only known him as Spark. In all the years, I better have. You should have had that shit legally changed to Spark. Okay. Uh, Gavin? That's, that's my dude, but it's like. And he's like a six foot three black dude, but he's got like the nice soft Lion King inviting afro. You know what I mean? He doesn't have like the he doesn't have the Mufasa. He's got a definite baby Simba type <laughs> situation going on. You know what I mean? He just looks very lovable. You know what I mean? He looks, you know he's a very non he's non a very, exactly yeah yeah he, know I mean, that one right. You know he makes me look like Al Roker on a bender by comparison. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Got, it's going to be a nice, diverse show. We have a nice Jewish boy, and then we have a nice, tall black dude who still has hope, and then there's me. Uh, so uh, hoping to have the album out by this summer. Um, I, I did a Kickstarter campaign. But basically, people, people basically did pre-orders, because that way I don't have to pay for all the expensive recording costs myself. Uh, got a great cover shot. Um you know, got that ready to go. Uh, the label's really excited about it. I'm very excited about it because it's been enough time to make it work. And uh, I can actually tell people what the title is going to be now. Yeah, break uh, that out. You teased that you were going to. Yes, world I premiere. That's right. I can't do them horns, you know what I mean? Do a bad club DJ or DJ DJ Airhorn. Exactly. The album is going to be called Remarkable. Uh, because I want so the first album I did the, the cover shot was a parody of an old LL Cool J album <laughs> because I grew up in college actually doing eight mile style battle rhyming because I love hip hop and I look like this so I had to get really good <laughs> I had to get really good because people would look at me like ain't he here to do our taxes and then I would go shred them <laughs> on stage because I got I'm good with my words so. Uh, the first one, and I will do, do your taxes, motherfucker. I, <laughs> you know, I wish I wish I, I could use that money. Uh, so the first one had the LL Cool J tribute, because I, I, you know, I was talking about this before the show. I, I hated seeing comedians do that whole wacky, like I'm a comic. Look at the banana in my ear, ooh, like yeah, those, it's like those yeah, old those bad hacky. 
you know, covers. So I said, okay, I did this one to combine like my love of hip hop with stand up. And the new one, I just said, okay, now my original idea for this album was going to be called Black Charlie Brown. <laughs> because as you know, anything that can go wrong will go wrong for me at this point in time in my life. It just, it never works out. No matter what I try, they'd be like, hey, it'd be like if he had like a bad 80s I'm like, here goes Tabari full of hope. Is it going to work out? Mm, nope. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? So, that's just the way like life goes for me on a regular basis. So, at his pain. I feel <laughs> like, I'm I, know, like I just said like, oh shit, we're really laughing at how terrible this life is. <laughs> so it feels like the football gets pulled away a lot. And then I get CTE. Like Charlie Brown just falls on his back. It's like, nope. Will Smith is like, tell the truth. Like I can't deal with the concussion. So, but my label was like, no, we know we're worried about the estate of Charles M. Schultz being, and then people go on iTunes, Google black Charlie Brown. They find a different thing or Chris Brown. And I'm like, well, he Brown too. And I was like, okay. So I said, all right, if I can't go with like the jokey covers, I have the Charlie Brown shirt with the stripe and everything else ready to go. I, I, I found a nice park bench. You know what I mean? I was going to have everything ready to go. We're going to have a beagle sitting with you. You know, I was going to find like a stuffed beagle because a friend of mine got me a stuffed Snoopy. You know what I mean? I was going to do it up with that. And then they were like, no, I said, okay, I'm going to do a complete 360. I'm going to do it. I have a, You're going to come so, back, back around to what, what well, you originally doing? Because that's what a 360 <laughs> You didn't know he was going to get hit with math tonight, did you? You know, he ah, said he can't do taxes, so don't throw, don't throw, I just had don't a joke. Do geometry in this I had a joke that you. was so evil, ready for that in response, and then I was like, nah, I can't do that. It was like, it was bad. I would tell y'all that one off air, and then y'all could be like this. We heard the joke. It was bad. Uh, <laughs> we'll come back on there and be like, God damn, they rusted me. I was All like, right, good night, everybody, again. Exactly. So I was like, let me, skip. but. We should just mute the mic, so let Tamari tell it, and then come back and be like, and then, and then, nah, I was bad. Uh, and then y'all. Record, like, hey, we played. I'm like, no. <laughs> they had all these protests from like all across the country. People in Tahiti hate me. Anyhow, uh, hey, by the way, share the episode, everybody. Share this. <laughs> share this episode. People in Australia will for sure fucking <laughs> hate you. We want to. We want to get this on. Australian you bias out there. You know what? The only thing I like from Australia was my man Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. Take that, Australia. <laughs> now, anyhow, um, what about a didgeridoo? Hey, you know what I'm just saying. I love Rocco and Spunky. Anyhow, uh. The thing is, is that, so this is what I call, I said, okay, I'm going to do a completely different concept. So the album cover is just like a nice, like, I don't want to say, wow, here's a 90s reference that's going to make him go, really? It's nice, like, smoothed out on an R&B tip. <laughs> I went, that's why I went Belvin DeVoe with it. I can't help it. Anyhow. Mike didn't understand that one. <laughs> I did get I got that oh, one. did you? Yes, oh, I got shit. that one. High five. I got that one. Woo. I understand Belvin DeVoe. Thank you. Um, I have a joke no, on this first album. I know, so, I know Poison. I don't know I if you've it. heard. So I don't know if you've heard my first album. Like most of America hasn't. But there's a joke on here about how I was out somewhere once, and a woman was like, "You know who you look like?" And comedians make the joke all the time. This woman said, "I look like DeVoe, <laughs> Belby DeVoe." I was like, "Do you know three black people? Because I ain't none of him." Like, <laughs> I was like, "I couldn't look. I couldn't look less like Ryan DeVoe if I looked like Ralph Tresvant." <laughs> That's a real. That's a real stretch. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, I told I've you. I've seen three black people in my life. You're the other one, <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm not Devoe like at all. And I was like, I was mad she went with Devoe. I'm like, if you just remember, it was Bell. You like Bell. Biven, B- Bobby, like you just remember Devoe because it was on the end. You didn't know who even looked like. 
But so yeah, so this one's got like we got like a nice like smooth cover shot where it's like a real nice chilled out shot. Something different than you used to seeing from comics where it's like, okay, this is a real album with a person, but yeah, there's jokes on the inside. Essential but respect my bark. art craft. You know what I mean? Like, because you know this, Mike, from having done stand up the, the six times. Uh it was one of those things. It was like, like ten years, motherfucker. <laughs> Hold on a second. I want to know how like you settled on years. six. There's so many numbers in the world, and you settled on six. Please break down how you settled on. This that is number. when I knew Mike was gonna probably stop doing stand up, and it was. I liked when Mike was around because I was like, I'm when not. my wife was like, I'm pregnant, and then it was like, man, Mike's not gonna do stand up anymore. <laughs> it was pretty definitive. <laughs> but see, I remember because Mike used to be Mike used to hustle in the cell phone game. Like, I always knew, like... I've heard his hustling cell phone. Like, when Mike was hustling deep in the cell phone game, he was like P. Diddy. He was always like, that's right, take that, take that. Like, brand new phone. He had a phone that had a 3D vision display, and Mike was going on about this phone. I was like, he gonna have sex with this phone. I was like, he is. He has worked harder on this sales pitch. And I did, and it was great. I was like, he has worked harder on this cell phone pitch than that joke about ringing the bell during the marriage fight. That joke was fucking great. It was crafted so well that it didn't need changed, and I did it 150,000 times. Uh... There were times. Uh, that's when I knew my time was up. When I I went back to Detroit and somebody was like, "Are you gonna do the wedding bell joke?" And I was like, mm. <laughs> "Damn, when people can call well, out your shit before you're well, on stage." Uh, I guess. Uh, I, yeah, I'm gonna stop doing this altogether now. <laughs> that's no, I'm not telling that joke because I quit. <laughs> I, I used to like when Mike, I used to like when Mike would be around because with Mike Mike would be like super chilled out and everybody has a bad set. I can't go back to Berea or Berea or never going back to them sons of bitches college in Kentucky again because I mispronounced <laughs> the name of the school and they turned on me like I went to an NAACP <laughs> meeting and said, you know who's got it right, Herman Cain. Like they turned <laughs> on me fast for mispronouncing the name of their school. So, like, this, everybody's had bad shows, but, like, Mike would have, like, an okay set. He'd be on stage, like, ha-ha, giggling, ha Come on stage. He would go from that ha-ha giggle to, I must murder. I'm like, well, I'm going to go hang out over here now and let all that Irish stereotype blood just flow out of you for a moment, and uh, good luck, and here's your hash browns, and, you know, that's fine. Oh, and, the caller hung up. Oh, We answered the call, and they hung up. Call back in. I know who that was. Should we call him back? We, it's is your JB show. JB goddamn it? No, it wasn't JB. Then don't call him back. Okay. <laughs> there oh, he is. Oh, okay, somebody's ringing. Crapper Sports, who's this? Hey, Dex. <laughs> oh, <what's laughs> Never up, mind. Man? Wow, hey, your audience knows you. Because we're talking shit about Mike right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Pat, Pat wanted me to call in and tell the story. Go on. So I'm glad we do it. <laughs> so, this is the story of Mike getting totally hammered. Volume eight. Which is his freshman year. Well, I think it was the summer after his freshman year as Xavier. He was just getting ready to head back to school. Night before. And it's the night before. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Papa B says, Whatever you do, don't get drunk. Big so Mike pops. proceeds to get fucking smashed. <laughs> to the point we, that we he drove like up three o'clock in the afternoon until God knows what. Yeah. Oh no! Throws up, throws up, catches it in his hand, puts it back in his mouth, swallows it, gets <laughs> off the bar stool in my in my buddy's newly finished basement, fucking headbutts the drywall, puts a hole in it, goes upstairs, lays on the bathroom floor for a while. My wife takes him home, 
He gets home, falls onto the kitchen table. Accurate. Yep. <laughs> then on the way to Xavier, has to tell my dad to pull over so he can fucking throw up on the side of the road the next day. I'm still back at the part where you caught the vomit, put it back in your mouth, what? and swallowed it. I, I felt my what type of game is that? What type of Chris Angel mess was that? Wanna, I didn't want to puke all over the guy's nice new basement, so I, I was like, hold his fucking wall. And went upstairs and, pu- and puked. I, I feel mean, like Mike could be like, you know what? I have a new idea for Mike for a career. It combines all his favorite things. He could be like, remember the now you see me and they would do those like elaborate stunts? Yeah. He could be the drunk magician. <laughs> Nobody else has got that gimmick. I can do it. I can totally do it. Yeah, uh, Vic, do it. you forgot an, uh, an important part of that story. As I was throwing up in the bathroom, you came upstairs and kicked me while I was laying on the floor. <laughs> and like said, any good yeah, older brother Like would. a good big brother would do. And you said, what the fuck are you doing? And I went, oh, I think that turkey's not sitting right. <laughs> yeah, that's, why you got, that's why you got kicked. Don't talk shit about that turkey. That was good. <laughs> you got kicked for talking shit. Yeah, I, uh, you know, yeah. people sometimes say, "Tabari, how come you don't really drink?" And I'm like, "Stories like that." Yeah, yeah. you know what? You, I've never had that type of experience off of Mister Pib. <laughs> you know, one yeah. of my favorite yeah. parts of that 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 whole story is after that we decided to pull the long con and had him convinced for the longest time that he had to pay to fix the drywall. Yeah. In my buddy's basement. Yeah, Mike. I was gonna do. I was gonna cut the guy's lawn all summer after sophomore year, uh, and then they finally yeah. gave up on it. Mike. You also yeah, left out another go a whole school year for that. You shit. left out another important detail in that story. Uh, as I fell into the kitchen table once I got home, uh, Dad was awake. Dad was up and yeah, uh, and yeah. waiting for me. Uh, and I walked in and <laughs> fell into the kitchen table, and he went, "God damn it, are you drunk?" And I went, "You goddamn right, I am." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you buried the lead. So, yeah, that is also the best part of that story. The next day made it maybe five miles on the freeway. Before Didn't even get out of Youngstown. As soon as Holy we got on the freeway, shit. I went, hey, Dad, you got to pull over. I'm going to throw up. And he went, are you goddamn serious? <laughs> sure am. Sure am, Dad. I'm going to throw up right now. Um, all right. Well, there's, there's the story. I feel like you're living in an episode back. of Archer without the gunplay. <laughs> Just all the drunkenness. And, and without the suaveness? <laughs> Without Just the hey, he did get he did get <laughs> right, Lana in real life. I gotta actually go do some work. So, Lana, right. thanks, Vic. Appreciate the story, man. Uh huh. Bye. Great. This is great. Just everybody fucking shitting on me all episode long. Uh, it's, I didn't get enough of it than a regular week. show. Yeah, uh, that's a fair. Point. I got through like a half hour, and I was like, "Man, Mike's dad is brutal. He gonna cry in the car." I didn't mean your dad. I was like, my shit. I had like a Friday moment. I was like, "He gonna cry in the texted, car." I had people texting me midweek. Damn, his dad <laughs> fucked him up. I'm like, it was pretty funny shit. All right, well, something. let's keep this going. Tabari, uh, <laughs> normally, like, whenever there's a comedian on a podcast, it's like, tell us about the worst time you bombed. <laughs> oh, I can do that. Tell us about the worst time I bombed that you saw. <laughs> which, like, uh, which time? People are going to like that better. Like, let's just which, fucking well, talk about time? it. Let's get it all out well, there. I don't know. The I can, worst time. I can, no, I can tell you three stories. Two of my bombings, one of yours. We'll go with yours first because it's actually the least of the three that's the funniest. Um, like you're at now. Uh, <laughs> how could he set me up? Um, but we did a show. It was a corporate show for PNG and Mason. Remember this? <laughs> uh oh. So there was a show yeah, yeah. up in Mason, this was a good and one. this was like one of the last times I remember Mike actually doing stand up. And 
um, we were so it was like a corporate show. Now here's the thing: having worked in corporate America, which we both have, I thought that Mike would be fine because I was like, okay, Mike's an engaging enough young man; he can smile his way through most of this trouble. That's why he's probably not in prison now. So I was sitting there, I was like, okay, we should be good. Did you go up first? I was first. Yeah, Mike went up first, and you ever now if you watch enough stand up comedy. Um, you will see a look come across a comedian's face when they know it's not going the way they want, but they they will not let the crowd have the satisfaction of knowing it. Mike had that look on his face after he said hi. Yep. <laughs> first, first words out of my mouth, I went, this isn't going to go well. This is going to be awful. How much time did you think you did that night? Like, uh, I thought I did 15, but I think I got off, and uh, I think I did like seven. Yeah, that was about right. Mike. It was it was the quietest seven minutes of my life. Because <laughs> and the thing is, is that they were like they were now most corporate events, you know, they're like uptight because it's corporate and there's, they but they were drinking and they were like a little lively before the show. We had they had like a nice food spread. They were fine, and then Mike went up and they were like, "So we have the meeting Tuesday." I uh, <laughs> yeah, I also you shut I, the shit down. I told a joke that uh, apparently crossed the line with everybody in the room, and I don't remember what the joke I don't was. Remember, it was something about uh, people think I'm gay, and immediately <laughs> the room just shut down, and I went, "Well, this is gonna be awful for everybody that has to follow this now." So then, another comedian friend of mine who's also recording his debut album this year was Mark. Was after you, right? Um, Shalafu's. Yeah, I think I think he yep. was. So Shalafu went up next, and he has a lot of political material. And you know what is a hard sell at P and G corporate events in Mason? Jokes about Republicans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not gonna go and over he well. Fire him. Yes, he did. <laughs> he came out. I think he went. Oh, you didn't like Mike's, Mike's gay stuff? All right, well, watch this. Republicans suck. <laughs> I mean, he did like his Chris Rock bigger and blacker set. Like that was the only thing missing was like a big logo behind him because Mark came out the gates just firing. And then I was up next. I went up, just smiled a little bit. Didn't I didn't soft shoe it, but I was just like, "Hey, Dayton's crazy, right?" And they were like, "Oh, the black guy, we love." <laughs> And then, like, the other young lady, who I'm not going to talk too much trash about, because we heard her cool, but she went up, and it was like, she knew everybody. And they were kind of like, ha-ha, hmm, ha-ha, hmm. Like, it was, yeah. so it was like, it, it was like a roller coaster in reverse, because it was just down, 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 big hill, and then, like, so that was the time I, I saw saw Mike bomb. Uh, also, there was a funniest person oh, in also, Cincinnati. Well, also, you, you brought more. back memories. There's more. Uh, there was Good. a funniest person in Cincinnati contest. Where oh, I think... the semifinals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you say I think the semifinals? Wasn't it like two minutes into the set and you were like, "Well, I'm not winning this." <laughs> I don't. I don't think I made it two minutes in. I think it was once again like after the first joke. I went, mm, "This isn't working out for me tonight." <laughs> Packed house. Packed out. Like, whenever it's a full crowd at Go Bananas, I was always like, oh, shit, this yep. is going to be the best. And I went up, and the first joke didn't land, and I went, ah, I'm fucked. <laughs> Done. And there was and a- eight shit for another. I finished. I did all seven minutes yep. of that set, and uh, eight shit for the next six minutes and 30 seconds. We had practiced seconds. this play all week, <laughs> yeah. and we threw an interception yep. on the first exactly pass of the game. It was. Yep. it was over. Yep. It was like watching a Hugh Jackson press conference. We didn't execute. Uh, we, we, thought <laughs> yeah, the, uh, yeah. 
we got the talent. I was and, like, uh, uh, <laughs> hats off, hats off to the other guys. I mean, they they really brought it this time, but uh, we we just did not. We did now, not play tonight. To be fair, I'm going to tell the worst two bombings ever story. And guess what? They involved me in front of predominantly black crowds. Who would have guessed? <laughs> Now, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not like a corny black dude comic. I'm not like they're like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, I'm like, I'm not like an alternative. Like, I'm not going to be on Comedy Central's like Adam Devine's house party. I would love to. Please don't take that as a diss. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, because Adam Devine's really tuning into this show. You don't know. This could be it, man. This could get back it. to him. We're tagging Adam Devine in this episode. Please do. He'll be like, what tweet the it, Tweet it at him. I Adam, bet you you can listen get a reply. In. Adam, listen in at least to the hour and 12 mark. <laughs> or skip then to that you part. Do, no, listen to the you rest. You might be of able it. to land him as a guest, and you'd be like, "Do you know Tabari got his Adam Duvall?" <laughs> like, you know, and then your daddy be like, "You had me on two weeks before that guy." <laughs> He'll really be pissed at you. But no, my dad would be like, "Who the fuck is Adam Duvall?" <laughs> This fucking cocksucker. That's my dad. That's what he would say. <laughs> now you're definitely getting divine. He's like, I want to debate Vic. So, so I did. Okay, so the first one. Now there used to be a club in Newport, Kentucky, at a place called Newport on the Levee, which now looks like The Walking Dead may start filming there any day. Um, that mall has gone. That mall is like Forest Fair South. Uh, if you don't live in Cincinnati, <laughs> if you've ever seen the opening scene of The Walking Dead when Rick Grimes rides the horse into downtown Atlanta, that is what Forest Fair Mall looks like with the remnants of a former Ferris wheel. It's the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, so I did a show at the Newport Funny Bone before I – this is like early into like my stand-up because I've been doing this now for 12 years, a.k.a. way too long. And there was an open mic night hosted by a man named Gary Owen. Oh, man. I've heard of him a time or two. Now, for those of you that may not be into comedy that much, Gary Owen is a white male comedian. You may have met one before. And Gary Owen has a large black following. He's like the Michael Rappaport of stand-up comedy. So, they were doing a show at the Newport Funny Bone that Gary Owen hosted that was supposedly going to be for auditions for a revival of Deaf Comedy Jam. <laughs> now setting the stage up big time. Oh, this gets this is gonna be an epic fail. Oh, you, you have no idea. Um, what was that old show? You think you know? You don't know. Oh yeah. So, in talking with a white female friend of mine who was also since stopped doing comedy, I was sitting there because I had heard about the show and these auditions going on, this and that. And you know, comedians are always looking for a big break. And since I didn't live in LA or New York, I was like, okay, we'll do this. And I was sitting there like, you know, I don't know if I should go down there and do this thing. You know, it's not really my crowd because I don't have jokes like, women be shopping, right? You know what I mean? Like, all white people. Like, you know, like, I mean, now don't get me wrong. Every black comic has jokes about white people. It's in the union. But uh, I'm sitting there like. White comedians bomb like this. (laughs) Corporate shows suck. I I was sitting there. I was like, I don't think I should do this audition. And then she said the phrase that I'm going to say is probably predominantly a white phrase. What's the worst that could happen? Except for that bad Martin Lawrence movie, What's the Worst That Can Happen? I can tell you what's the worst that can happen. You could watch that movie. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I went out on the stage to do my set. 
And this is very young into my, and it's a packed house. And this is the old Newport Funny Bone. They had a second location before it closed, but the original one had like a mural of Cincinnati. I was at the yeah. Newport yeah. Funny Bone like yes. forever ago. So, okay, you remember the one that had the mural with Cincinnati in the yeah, background? Yeah. That room was huge. It was. It was a big room. Really yeah. big room for comedy, especially. Yes. Now, there's, the, now there's a new Funny Bone that holds, it's a mini theater. It holds like 520. I yeah. got to be the first MC on that stage, and I got paid, and I didn't bomb, so I like that club. <laughs> Newport? <laughs> <laughs> and there was a dude that used to be a manager there that we ain't going to talk about, but I'm just going to say this. Only two people in comedy have ever been dicks to me. Both have gone to jail since. So suck on that! <laughs> now, uh, anyhow. Well, uh, we'll talk after the air because I know who the one is, but mm-hmm. I need to know who the second is now. Oh, I'll tell you off air. <laughs> now, uh, so here's what happens. Let me speed this first story up. <laughs> She goes, what's the worst that could happen? You should do it. Who knows? You could get picked. Oh, I got picked all right. <laughs> because the stage was set up. Crowd's got, you know, DJ Killer Weed Plant or whatever his name is, is spinning tunes. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Gary Owen goes out. And I have no beef with Gary now. But Gary <laughs> Owen goes out. And this is how he prepares to bring me to the stage in front of 300 plus, let's just call them, um, energetic uh, fellow African Americans on a Tuesday night at the Funny Bone in Newport. All right, y'all, come to the stage right now. This first dude, he works for the Enquirer. Now, let me <laughs> let them into something real quick, and then I'll explain why he just had that reaction. <laughs> um, a lot of uh, African Americans in the urban sector don't trust the media. Um, the media's Understatement. been, been uh, sh- we, we've, we've blamed the media for making us look bad. Uh, we we uh, don't trust uh, the man. And uh, the, uh, Factual. The, the newspaper at the time uh, had a terrible <laughs> reputation because there were some riots not too far in the distant past. Uh, I'm sorry, domestic disturbances. <laughs> uh, and uh, he might as well have done this for my intro. All right, y'all, this first black dude, um, he probably think he better than you, but he gonna lie to y'all face and try to act like he cool like that. Give it up for Tabari McCourt. Just fucking burying you before you start. How do you Dude, dig out of that hole? Um, here's how. You don't. You die a thousand deaths on a hot sun in a cold desert. That's right. Hot sun, but cold desert. So everything sucks. I went out and did my first line. Now... I like rap music, but I hate terrible rap music, which means I hate ninety percent of today's rap music. 90%? Little Yachty, not the numbers low. Little Yachty should die in a Titanic right. style accident. Everybody except Little yeah. Dicky should quit the game. Fuck you. <laughs> he throws out the one. Come go, on, go, man. Continue with the story, I, thank please. You. I like Little Dicky, but how dare you? You like you know who's the best country singer ever? Charlie Pride. <laughs> now I don't know uh, who that is. <laughs> How do you see? They don't, they don't know our history is black history. Month. You better buy a Black Panther ticket, damn it. Anyhow. I so, bought mine three weeks ago. See. So I I know what three L W stands for. <laughs> you white motherfucker. I can't. I'm done with you. So I go out on stage and my first joke, remember that bad rap song White Tees? <laughs> yep. Okay. And my white tea. So there was a rap group. Even I know that one. Yeah, so they had, <laughs> of course you would. They had this song, I bang in my white right. tee, slang in my white tee. I was like, you know what they don't do in it? Read. The front row, the front oh, row of, of Huxtable looking black people was like, ha I get it. He's making fun of the ignorance. The rest of the rows 
Um, I might as well have come out on stage and said this. You know what I can't stand? Nigga. Black people. <laughs> well, I was all right. My man went to the. <laughs> I have a, I, no reason to sugarcoat it. I, I mean, yes, that's is, I still have jo- I still have a job where I can't say what I want. So, uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> Mike took off his headphones. Wait, that's the first time you've ever felt uncomfortable on the show? <laughs> but, the most uncomfortable. So, I've tried to trick you into saying that. I times. know. I put you this I know. Way. I catch you every I'll time. I put you this way. It wouldn't have been worse if I went on stage and said, man, you know how Kool-Aid be giving us the beaties and the sugar, but we still got to go and try to find a fat white girl to have sex with. Like, it couldn't have gone any worse. Couldn't have gone any worse. Oh, man. The beauties and the sugar. Now, <laughs> oh shit! I don't remember anything I said after that, mainly because when, now let me explain booing. People think that comedians <laughs> like we don't like silence. Now in pro wrestling, they say it's better to be booed than have no reaction. No, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> These people booed me with the off fervor. the white T-Joe. Oh, these people booed me with the fervor Damn. of Tom Brady walking into Buffalo like, who want wings? I mean rings. Oops. Like, they booed. They booed. There were people pulling into the level. Like, that would be $5 a park. Thank you. Boo. Like, there were people parking and booing. Boo this man. It was, it was half-baked times a million. Here's the messed up part. I got my first paid booking at my club <laughs> off of that bomb Damn. because the manager came back to the back. He was like, like, it was like manager number three. Like you. <laughs> so check this out. The manager, like, like, I was backstage. I was almost getting ready to cry. I was sitting there. I was in the back. Like, I'm funny. I'm good. They don't understand. I'm like, I, I liked it. I was in the back getting ready to damn near cry. The manager's like, I know you're funny. He's like, I got a week opening coming up. You want to open up for Billy Gardell? Two years later, he gets Mike and Molly. You owe me, Billy. I bombed for you, Billy. You owe me. I want some of that residual money off of FX or whatever network is on. You owe me, BG. So that was wow. the first epic bombing. I I feel so much better about myself after hearing that because oh now I've never that makes your bomb tame. My bomb was just people that were like, mm, yeah. Mm-mm. Not happening tonight. Now, mm-hmm. here's the, now I have two other bombing stories. I'm gonna tell you the one from Columbus as opposed to the one from Dayton because the one from Dayton it wasn't even funny. It was just like, hey y'all, nah, <laughs> we ain't liking you. And like, <laughs> it was it was bad. The headliner who he died since rest in peace, Todd Lynn. But Todd came out, opened up the so the show started a half hour like a late. Headliner opened the show. This is the ghetto. Uh, this show that I was on was I like so said, ghetto. I'm not going to tell you this story. No, I'm and get, now I'm in. No, no, no. Story. you're getting I'm the deep. you're getting the Cliff Notes version of this. Trust me. This show was so ghetto that Master P showed up like y'all got class this up. Like it was <laughs> ghetto. Like he was not Damn. bout about it with this show. Okay. <laughs> they had an under the sea theme. They had an adult prom. They had an under the sea backdrop, which is where I hope all that audience has since lived and died. And hung out with Aquaman before his bad movie comes out later this year. Because I di- It was just a bad setup. So that's the short version. Of that. And I was with Tyrone Hawkins. And if you don't know Tyrone mm, Hawkins, Tyrone. Tyrone Hawkins is the nicest dude ever. He's Mr. Positive, except for this night. Because I drove up there with him. He was like, yeah, man, that was bad. <laughs> I didn't need that. I did not need that. That was the ball going through Bill Buckner's legs. I was like, I know I was bad. I watched it. He was like... Yeah, man, they wasn't feeling you at all. I was just like, I don't need this. 
just I do not need he's the nicest dude ever but Tyro was just like yeah man wasn't your night like I got it <laughs> the second worst bombing however I'm at the Columbus Funny Bone and guess what it's an urban night are you noticing a theme black people black please show up to my like recording you? no black people like me fine but Hate me. I thought you were going to drop it in again like a bad scratch. Oh, in. oh. I thought, you, I thought you were going to scratch it in like Richard Pryor. Like, so, gotcha. I like how the producer was like, I am not contributing to this story. Actually, when you pointed to me, I was like, hold on. Light skinned brothers don't like you? Like, black people like me, but light skinned motherfuckers like you. Come on now. That's what I thought you were. Drake's love me. Oh, okay, fair enough. I'm at the Columbus Funny Bone. Joe almost choked. I'm at the Columbus. I did this night. I was at the Columbus Funny Bone once again. Urban night, the MC is up killing, doing the hackiest material ever, and he has he has one of them hacky black comic names like Greasy Bacon or whatever his stage name is. <laughs> hamburger, <And laughs> don't you dare you leave Hamburger Jones alone, <laughs> Shucky Ducky Quack Quack. Now, uh, uh, so the MC is killing, and his last joke is about how Barack Obama needs to get uh, men more oral sex. He goes, "That's right, yes we can." And the crowd's like, "Ah." <laughs> Straight Def Jam, people falling out. There, there is cheetah print everywhere in the crowd. Now, he goes up, and this is before, so he's like, okay, man, so you up first. All right, man, so what's your name? And I say, Tabari McCoy. He's like, oh, okay, cool. All right, I got it. All right, cool. He goes up, does his eight to ten minutes of depression, and this is how he ends his set. All right, y'all, come up to the stage. This next brother coming up. All right, y'all, uh... Give it up for uh, DeMario. <laughs> now, I'm sitting off to the side of where the old oh, Columbus sure. Funny Bone is set sure, up. DeMario? So if the crowd if the crowd looks over to the left where the com- comics walk to the stage, they can see you standing there if they pay attention. And he goes, all right, y'all, we got DeMario. And I'm looking around like, well, I thought I was first. I don't know. Who's this DeMario fellow? I hope he's a good entertainer. And then I'm looking around. And then he <laughs> says, to the, he's like, that's right, y'all. Give it a four, DeMario. And he looks over in my direction. And I'm like, man, where is this DeMario? Oh, no. They think I'm DeMario. <laughs> I go up on stage. I try to talk about how he messed up my name. Um, apparently, this dude is to Columbus Comedy uh, what Grippos is to Cincinnati Potato Chips because the crowd was like, <laughs> we don't want to hear it at all. Then the crowd pissed me off. Now, remembering Your name my, is DeMario. Was, Shut up, bitch. Re, re, remembering my Newport experience, I was like, oh, man. I was like, man, get y'all Columbus up here with all y'all Buckeyes. Y'all got your boy up here. What's, what's the dude name? Greg Oden. I said, I know why Greg Oden always hurt because he ain't no college freshman. That dude got an AARP card. Oh, He's the only dude in the league. Oh, I said, you, I double said, down? I can see. Oh, yeah, I can oh, wait, wait. This, this is, is the funny. Go this, this is where it gets better. I said, he, I said, he the only dude that ain't got no Gatorade deal. He got to deal with Metamucil in the sun, bitch. <laughs> Crowd loves it. They're like, oh, snap. He talking about Greg. Oh, I went back to my regular act. Nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then just ate dirt for another seven minutes. Got my 50 bucks. The headliner is a black dude named T.K. Kirkland. T.K. Kirkland is one of the rawest comedians I've ever seen in my life. His opening line would be like, so, who vagina stank? Like, he is just raw. <laughs> just raw. And then he's like, you know, brother, you just got to stick with your crap and do what you... And I'm sitting there, I was like, thanks, T.K. You kind of scared the crap out of me, but okay. <laughs> and then I drove home with my $50 in gas money. So, 
Anybody listening to this podcast, just remember, no matter how bad your day is, at least you've never been misidentified and then booed by 300 <laughs> angry black people on a Tuesday, or in Columbus's case, Wednesday night. <laughs> Uh, well, we hope that <coughs> the album recording goes Niggas. a little bit better. We than hope that. it better. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's not pack this house with 300 black people because that's <laughs> not going to go. Wait a second, can you make that a drop? Just record my, <laughs> let's not pack this house <laughs> with no context. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, yes. just, just, just record that drop. You can save it for anything. For the, you can say that drop for anything. In the, we're reviewing the Bengals NFL draft. Well, let's not pack this house with 300 angry black people. <laughs> yep. Yep, I realize now how, talk about sports? how awful of a decision that was. We could talk about sports. I prefer that over what just happened. I mean, he mentioned Greg Oden, so I, that was kind of sportsy, right? I, uh, did you watch the Super Bowl? <laughs> I did. Moving on. <laughs> you know what was funny Joey about drafts. that? You, right you, you were ta- I, I was just watching last week's episode, and you were talking about people, and you made the, the Randall Cunningham jersey. I was like, I I got a Randall Cunningham shirt. Because like, I used to, I am a sports polygamist because I have to be. I'm a Cincinnati native. Yeah, I said it. Deal with it. And uh, Ohio. Uh, I used to, I used to root for every team that had a black quarterback. This is how, <laughs> dude, I had, Rand- see, he gets it. He gets it. I had a cold pepper. I was a silent Steve McNair fan. Like, Come on, Tennessee. Let's do this. Hey, remember the days of the jersey when I, I mean I have like a Bengals jersey, but remember like remember the the rap days yeah, when you yeah, would just yeah, rock. Yeah. Remember how anybody's jersey? Right. Remember how rappers tried to rock NASCAR jackets? He was like, slow down. Remember that? Remember that two years? <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like, I think I missed that, but I I vaguely remember now. That remember that in the hockey jersey it? period? I was yeah. like, you can't name nobody on the Canucks. Like, come on, man. But, <laughs> but like, I had I had a Steve McNair jersey. I still got my Randall throwback. I had a McNabb jersey. I had a Sean King jersey. <laughs> yeah. That was going too far for the culture. Hey, I think it was me and Sean King's mama. I think we both, <laughs> and I don't know if she has hers anymore either, but we had the Sean King <laughs> jersey. mama had a McNair jersey. Yep, like, Tampa Bay. And I, felt, I, I believed in Sean King, too. Why? Nobody because, did. Because, because he got to a ch- he got. He got up farther than one of my favorite squads, but a certain Mike uh, setting the bar uh, low. Certain Mike Burlon sharing low. hair follicle quarterback setting the bar low. He kind of looks like an angry Jeff Garcia right now, doesn't he? <laughs> do? Angry? No, <laughs> Jeff Garcia. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, I Anyways, to, how about yeah. that Super Bowl, everybody? <laughs> wow, what a game! That that game was ridiculous, though. Like I just because like we were sitting there watching the game, and I was like, "You can't leave New England time." Like I, I That's just what knew. Scott was saying. Scott that, said from the uh, uh, he was like, "Don't like just get ready. They're gonna fuck us over. It's over. They're the gonna Patriots come back. Gonna win this no matter game. what happened, I, I just kept thinking. I mean." I watched the team be up 28-3 right. in the Super Bowl. So right. no matter what happened, I told myself, I'm not going to get excited about Philadelphia winning this game. Nope. Until double zeros. That ball went up in the air and was a jump ball. And yep. I just knew yep. I just knew that Gronk was coming down with it. And in fact, when all of the commotion happened, I'm like, he caught that. Like, I had the same feeling watching it. that play that I did watching Obama's first inauguration. Because when he first You're got elected. You were waiting for him to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> Remember he no, was. No, we were. Dude, I hate. I, this is no, some, hold on. I'm just yeah. we got we got to talk okay. for a second. This is black stuff. It's black history. <laughs> uh, okay, you, you see, you had the same feel. Remember, it was at night. It was in that wide in open Chicago, park. Yeah, and then yeah. I was like, I was seeing trees. I was like, sniper, sniper one, sniper two, sniper. Three. I was like, he was like, like my fellow Americans. I was like, you better be, 
better get on your dodge game. Like, you better dab, do something, Barack. Like, he, it was too open. It was too yeah. open. No, I mean, I, I had those conversations. It was like, like a receiver that Dalton hasn't thrown to. It was I mean, too open. Inauguration <laughs> day in daylight in D.C. It was still just like, oh my God, please, please don't let <laughs> this be the shortest just, presidency like ever. He was like, just ever. smiling, just like, I was like, I know he believes in America. He was like, hey, everybody. <laughs> I mean, just wait. No, and the real collective gas came when he got out of the, the limo, the yep. protected armored limo, and it was, he, he was walking the streets. I was like, no, get back I, in the fucking car. I was like, you from Chicago, man. You from Murder, Inc. You should know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was the same feeling, like right. th- this feeling of inevitability. Yeah. And if anybody in Chicago was getting mad about that last comment, you did have somebody make a movie called Chirac. So they know. <laughs> I don't think anybody from Chicago is offended no. by that assessment of their city. Hey, man, you never know. Hey, man, we talked about Maine before the show. I'm glad we was off mic because you know it's probably like I'll show you what Maine's made of. You some bit like just got a mm. got a musket, not an old, Bucky. not a shotgun. Got Bucky a musket. Might call in if we start talking about Maine. <laughs> I know if we get too deep into it. Maine, Maine was uh, had the the highest numbers outside of Boston as far as jacking off after that. They Super really Bowl. did. They really did. There. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean that's not that's, even like that's oh, I'm, that's I'm an not, accurate stat courtesy of Pornhub.com. Yeah. Not even joking. <laughs> I would like. I've always said I would like to go to like a certain like like Maine or like Montana. I would like to live there for a month, but as long as I knew I could leave, you know what I mean. Like as long I as I knew, like a, I have a feeling you'd be like, get out. You wouldn't have right. much of a choice. Well, I was like, I would love to watch the documentary. Like call it like one blackie in Maine or something. I don't know. One blackie in Maine. You gotta give it a title that's gonna hook people. Uh, like oh, I got it. Bright days, dark nights. <laughs> Like Kevin Hart's approach, cold as balls. <laughs> oh. uh, well, with the Eagles winning, they had their Super Bowl parade, uh, and I think the MVP of the Super Bowl parade has to go to Jason Kelsey. Now, I'm going to say this. I haven't seen the speech yet, but I just saw the outfit, and I was like... Yeah, Jason Kelsey dressed like the Sultan from Aladdin is what he dressed like. I thought he was going to drop a mixtape. I was like, that is some crazy rapper attire. He did do a six-minute Magic Don Juan was like, damn, that brother looks good. <laughs> <laughs> He did a six-minute-long speech at the podium where he you just like, reminded me of something. talked about all of the underdog status. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on, Mike. I'm sorry. I know this oh, yeah. story. Go but, ahead. Go ahead, wait, you, you remember that HBO documentary, Pimps Up, Hose Down? Which, <laughs> yeah. is, which is one of the saddest things ever. But the voice overdue. Remember him? That dude's voice. Uh, oh, it's been so long since oh, I he, watched it. I he was like the John stroll the streets looking for action. Right. I was like that dude. I'm like I'm glad he does voiceover because for that documentary, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he couldn't do anything else. Like children come to the park looking for fun, but <laughs> not tonight. Come on, Timmy, we gotta go. Like mm-mm. that dude's voice is only built for documentaries about sad about life, s- horrible shit. You know what I mean? It's like that dude could only do those things. He could never work anywhere else. Be like, Hi, we got a full what? season of intervention we got for you. I know he has to do that. He can't be like, welcome to Applebee's. I'd be like, Mm-mm, time for Fridays. Like, nope, not tonight. Not the kid. Sorry, you were you were saying, Michael? I don't know what the fuck I was <laughs> saying. We we're talking about the ridiculous. Oh, Kelsey, yes. yeah, Kelsey. Okay, Jason uh, Kelsey approaches the podium. This was a uh, <laughs> this was a potential drop that we had. This was Kelsey along the parade route. This was shown on. TV in Philadelphia. It was on ESPN. Um, it's just so fucking. First fuck bomb. Nobody caught it. And cut away. Mike didn't cut that. And, and we're back. <laughs> 
They were the slowest <laughs> ever with that delay button. The slowest ever. They were probably drunk too it's in the booth. Uh, Hi, it's Kelsey. Kelsey uh, is my favorite NFL player after that. Former UC, uh, UC walk-on. He walked oh. on at UC. Played, uh, his he he walked on as a linebacker. Is he related yes. to Travis Kelsey? Yeah. Yes, they, he's his older brother. I like Travis Kelsey. He signed an autograph for me. Shout out to Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Apparently, they're both crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he uh, <laughs> the Kelseys know how to get down. <laughs> yes, they do. He then, oh, imagine if they were on the same team with Gronk. I don't oh, know. That's way too much, bro. <laughs> that's way too much, bro. That's all the bro. That's the broiest bros that's ever broed. And I don't think anybody can handle that. Uh, oh. He uh, he went on a six minute tirade during his speech uh, on the steps where Rocky ran up, talking about how they're underdogs. And it he, sounded like a WWF promo. Re- well, he started fantastic. off with like, "If you if you like the Eagles, give me a hell yeah." So he <laughs> he, he fucking oh, he leaned embraced into it. it. <laughs> then he went through people from the front office to the coaching staff to the team of how they were like not accepted by other teams. But my favorite part that. Got kind of glossed over is what he said. One dude, he was like, so and so can't catch, and this guy, he's too small. This guy can't get off the juice, and this guy, <laughs> yes. and like, I was oh like, dude, you can't fucking say that. Like, you, I wonder if everybody in the NFL front office was like, this guy's girl, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> no, they were drunk. <laughs> But tomorrow when no, they listen the back to the NFL front shit. office, was it? They're like watching on ESPN uh, and they're like, that's why this guy's crazy. You can't, what? You can't stream everything live. <laughs> you can't do it. I want, all I know is I well, want I like Michael Kelsey Can't do it. <laughs> I want Jason Kelsey on the show so bad. Uh, hey, we could probably get that. Now, we can make that one happen. It's only like, it's Cincinnati. You, you go to three church festivals on the west side, you'll have his number. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. <laughs> That's a fair point. Um, how excited were you that the the Patriots lost, Scott? You know what? I wasn't as excited as I thought I would be. I was, you know, excited, but it didn't feel. I don't know. It's like they've got five, and I was I had already accepted that they were gonna have six. So it was more one of those. Ah, thank God and they I, didn't win six. That's really nice. We talked about it where you're going into that game, and it's like, ah, no matter who wins this. I mean, uh, but I also told you that the the whole thing for the Eagles wanting them to win was twofold. They're not New England, and it would bug the shit out of all the Cowboys fans because they have nothing else. This was like a bad movie because I'm like, you had the guy who almost retired who has two main Napoleon Dynamite things going on. (laughs) I mean, and I like Nick Foles, but he is the most aw shuckiest dude that I've seen in a minute. Especially as a starting quarterback. And and Carson Wentz had been, it was the second year he was having the MVP season, then he gets hurt, and then you have to turn to John Heater from, you know, Blades of Glory, (laughs) and he comes in. Mike got that reference. We're going to skate to one song, one song only. <laughs> and then he comes in and went. And I, I have a friend of mine who's lived that's in Philly. That's a Kanye reference. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I know. I that's know why shit. I took my fucking head. I know shit. I know shit. But it's like, I have a friend of mine who's a diehard <laughs> Phillies fan. Like, oh, Lord. I, I missed something. Because when Mike has a laugh like that, I said, I know something. Just I just happened. said white people. Oh, like, well, oh, we do also that. Also, hard motherfuckers <laughs> want to find me. The, 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 <laughs> Don't say it like that. You were fine. That was the whitest way to say it. It was to find me because he was he was hard. He was like, so, ball so hard. Find me? Like I was like, no, you can't go Clark Griswold on the last two words. You can't. Nailed it. Fuck you. I nailed that shit. 
I've anyway, you were saying that shit. But, like, I have a friend of mine who's like a diehard Philly fan, and he was like, I said, now, if Nick Foles wins the first Super Bowl, you now have a problem on your hands because I'm like, look, you can't. I was like, I know Wentz brought you to the dance, but my man Revenge of the Nerded, that girl in the tent. <laughs> 80s reference for y'all. Thank you. Uh <laughs> You know what I mean? Because like Nick, no, yeah, it is a really and I was like place to be in, and I mean all sorts of people got tattoos this week, and of I'm Nick like, Foles and stuff. And it's oh, did you see the video one. about those girls? Did you see the video yes. of those girls? Did you yeah. share? Well, that was almost a drop. Yes, I did. But it was that's the thing. I mean, he becomes this legend, but at the same time, he's just the guy who was filling in for the guy that they hope. Has right. a legendary career. There. He, he obama really, himself. Really weird. He obama himself. Let's face it. Nick Foles had, I mean, I'm not taking anything away. He had the game of his life. He played very well. Uh, he also did not have Malcolm Butler out there guarding some of his stock. I'm not knocking him for that. But he didn't, have his left, point, he didn't have his start. I feel like we're going to go real sports. People are going to be like, where's the jokes? My uh, point <laughs> being that Nick Foles is not this elite-level quarterback. Like, he is about to parlay this into some ridiculous contract. Well, yeah, because the Browns going to pay top dollar for him because he's a Super Bowl MVP. They will pay for... The Raiders Nichols. already felt for that, okey-doke. <laughs> but <laughs> We've I'm already saying, seen this play I'm out. Saying, he's going to parlay this, and people are going to be like, well, I thought Nick Foles was good. No, he had an oh, amazing team around lesson, him. Though. But I he didn't have his left, he didn't have his left tackle. And I understand that, so. but he also... Uh, I mean... Uh, you got to you got to admit that Patriots defense. First of all, the Patriots defense was not the Patriots. There was defense no that defense in that in game. Past. That was Tech Mobile. It really. I was, was waiting for Bo Jackson to get out the commercial and then be like, have on somebody's jersey and then <laughs> and just do that. You're gonna see like five, and you're gonna see Chris Collinsworth like, now look at that run. I mean, he's dancing all over the place. It is phenomenal. But you know, uh, I just know this is like if I I feel like Nick Foles needs to do his best like NWA impression and just walk in like I'm Super Bowl MVP. And just dropped the mic like, <laughs> like, was like, how do you bench the Super Bowl MVP that wins your first Super Bowl yeah, in franchise? You history? have to, you have to, you put, you put all of that draft stock in Carson but Wentz. I, you I, cannot, no. You, you, and I'll tell you what. Guess what? NBC, NBC put a lot of draft stock in Conan O'Brien. How that work out? But the problem is, <laughs> well, there's that. But Philly. Philly almost has to get rid of rid of him. They have to for, for, for no, the reason. So there's guess, no I mean, controversy. Yeah, I mean, because Carson Wentz is the man. That's what they've already said it. Everybody accepts it. But man, if Carson Wentz comes out there and has a couple average weeks, mm. Philly's gonna be like on sports radio. You know, we have a Super Bowl MVP on the bench. Like yep. they, Big Dick Nick. Yeah, Big they, Dick they Nick. gotta get rid of him just yep. to avoid all the the ridiculousness. See, I wish you watched pro wrestling because I'm about to do this like Booker T when Booker T was on Monday Night Raw. Every time he would say something, was that, that when he dropped the N bomb? No, that was at WCW. Uh, I am a wrestling. <laughs> Encyclopedia. It's a it's a shame. Did I, I like mention I'm single? Tyson wanted to know how uh, many uh, signed. I saw that. Oh, <laughs> how many signed wrestling figures you can have before it becomes a, a problem? Here's how. Here's the answer. None of your business. That's how many. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Thorpe. Anyhow, uh, I was like, I don't want to hear from no Tyson Thorpe. I'd rather hear from Tyson Mellon. That's right. <laughs> old reference and it was Thurman Mellon I messed up my Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> joke nobody remembers that movie anyway the other black guy in the room he ain't got it nobody getting it why am I talking like Kevin Hart he ain't got it in the car on the couch I ran out of material moving on <laughs> moving on <laughs> yeah, thank you thank you Joe Anyways, uh, Silent Bob is good. Patriots, <laughs> it's Joey Drafts <laughs> over there, producer Joey Drafts uh, he, he dropped some golden bombs every once in a while mm-hmm. um Patriots are the favorites. Uh, favorites for next year's Super Bowl. Oh, good beer, huh? It's a great beer. Uh, <laughs> they're the fa- Scott's finished with his. Scott's about to pop open the ice 
Because I, I, I'm done so early. So I know. Early. Hey, I know. there we go. <laughs> I was going to have you go up and get him a hams. <laughs> I mean, it's whatever. Corey Hames? No, Hams. Oh, you're beerless here. You have that. What the hell are you doing? Nice try. I will go up and get a Hams. Y'all keep talking. <laughs> That's what we have a producer for, Scott. He needs to finish his beer. <laughs> Scott, grab me one, too. Okay, bye. This just turned into, like, Anyways. the last season of, like, Look, of, like friends where nobody cared anymore. Like, I mean, people are literally tuning out right now. Like, they just, they were like, what the fuck is, is happening? Is that the goal, just to not, like, finish, but just be like, okay, everybody left. Good night. Kind of. That's We usually try to outlast the audience, and we, we tend oh, to. Oh, so this is a Go Bananas open mic. <laughs> zing! I zing my own club! I'm never going to get with the headline. Booyah! <laughs> Anyways, uh, Patriots are the favorites to win uh, the the Super Bowl next year. Uh, do we think they win it next year? Yes or no? Yeah, as a, real quick. There's nothing that's happened in the last two weeks that makes me think anything other than Patriots will win next year. I, I mean, I, I remember sitting there after that Atlanta Super Bowl win and thought, oh, those motherfuckers are also going to win next year too, huh? Cool story. I, you know, <laughs> football is just – I'll put it this way. At least it's not the NBA because we got like five teams in contention, and then it's like, thank you for coming, Denver Nuggets. Um, we have five teams in contention. I was say, you mean we have one? We have two teams in Cavaliers, contention. Cavaliers, no, Celtics. You no. mean contention for second place? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Contention uh, for second I'm, place. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about like teams where you're like, if somebody twists an ankle long enough, they could. But like Golden State, like five people could. <laughs> but die even Golden State, Golden State, two dudes go. Yeah, two favorite. dudes go down, and it's like mm, Golden State, right? Golden State. I mean, but okay. What's a more likely scenario? Somehow in a seven-game series, the Raptors upset the Golden State Warriors or nope. the NBA Finals. Pelicans, Pistons, NBA Fever, catch it. <laughs> Neither of those scenarios are plausible. Right. Neither one will happen. I will put money on that right now. Uh, Did you ever think that Tayshon, I kind of don't look like my last name could ever be Prince because I look more like an ogre? Prince would ever have NBA rings. No. NBA rings, no. Onion, yes. <laughs> Throwing shade on T. Prince. That's right. I'm taking a stance on all the hard topics. I can see why those Kentucky people booed you there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't shit all over their, their, their golden child. I did a show at, the, at University of Kentucky this Wednesday for 14 people in the basement where they were playing Fox News on the TV in the student lounge. I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> You've got your white card in Kentucky. <laughs> No, I was, I talked uh, about it. That gave me my black card back. <laughs> uh, Scott, Go Louisville Cardinals. <laughs> this was something we wanted to talk about. We had mentioned this, this episode is going to be week. what three hours. It's a weird show. We're just fucking rolling. Is this with like it the director's one. cut we're episode. Just, we're no, just, it's every week. Yeah, this is kind of <laughs> how every episode ends up. You know, once the beer starts, I would rolling, love to watch like y'all numbers. Is like first half hour strong. Last half hour is like Mike's dad. He's cussing at home. Like, will you end this already? <laughs> Kind of. That's yeah, kind that's of pretty. Goes. That's pretty much every week. <laughs> Wait, uh, I just got a text. I'm literally the only person watching this. <laughs> Shout out to James Rowe. All right. <laughs> James. Yes, we're down to one view. James, share the show. Uh, oh. Share that out. Appreciate Man, that. You talk man. about a precursor from my album recording. Ooh, down yeah. to one viewer. Killing it, Tabari. You are such a draw. I'm so glad we oh, both Oh, God. <laughs> Joe has upped our views to two. <laughs> He's the producer. Oh, God. Man, we are struggling. And you man. wonder where the black Charlie Brown hashtag. An album title came from? You wonder. <laughs> hey man, do our podcast. We got over 2,000 likes tonight. Nope. 
I told you. I used. I was gonna have my own theme music custom made for my recording. He's the black guy that you see at your job. He's the black guy that you know won't rob. He's the black guy that talks in complete sentences. It's Tabari, but no one cares what he says. Like in Technicolor. Oh shit. Um, where were we going? I don't know. <laughs> I'm fucking know, man. Oh, oh moving on. Sports base. <laughs> yeah, you know, sports base is the fan yes, base. Is the fan base is, I've gotten into yes. uh, some arguments this week with uh, you in an argument. Go on, oh, right? It's crazy. Uh, we've also been in. I feel like I've been in a perpetual argument for my entire sports life. But it, so this, this, the whole argument that started this week was about the hit on uh, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, that was bad. Knocked out of the game. He did. He was dead. Yeah, yeah, totally dead. But it was a clean hit. That hit was 100 percent by the bo- by the book. It uh, he led with the shoulder. Was that Jenkins that hit him? Yes. Who hit uh, him? That I don't know. No, it was. I remember it was Malcolm Jenkins yes. from Old okay. State. Yes. He, That's he right. I didn't say the the nothing. Thank you for not saying the Ohio State because fuck that shit. <laughs> uh, he led with the shoulder. There was some That's incidental contact. To, yeah. Well, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, there was some incidental contact with the helmet, and Patriots fans lost their fucking minds saying that it was a dirty, cheap hit and that Jenkins should have been thrown out of the game, which, first of all, uh, there is no targeting penalty in the NFL. This isn't college football. It's there not, isn't a targeting penalty? Nope. There, no, there's no targeting penalty. Uh, now, the, the referees can say it's helmet-to-helmet contact and it's an unsportsmanlike conduct, 15 yards, but there is no, hey, that's targeting, and you're disqualified for this half and the first half of the next game. Wait a second. Speaking of targeting, I just happened to check my Twitter. Uh, there's a t- there's a tweet on here that says, "Not sure if I like Tabari McCoy yet, but we got more color on the show, so we got that going." Who the hell said that? I wonder who fake Shamar Moore. <laughs> Joey Drafts, did you tweet that out? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, guess we know who did that. <laughs> hey man, you was out here tagging people, talking about, oh yeah, and that other guy Scott Kaiser. Two hours before showtime, so I thought, ah, oh, return the favor. Because I know Mike, so I was like, I know this Mike. I said, what is another guy, too? I saw him in the video, but I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's why I said, don't know if I like him yet. The show hasn't started, but hey, another black guy, so. See, I had to create controversy. Actors. I was doing my LeVar Ball. I was like, okay, we got to create controversy, because I'm the greatest promoter of all time. That's why my podcast would be legendary. It'll be me, Mark Marin, then Adam Carolla. It'll be a legendary podcast. I can't stand LeVar Ball. <laughs> I Frank really Kellyendo back in the studio. I can't. Hey, come on. You need some characters on this show. You got two viewers. I think it's time to up the cast to do something. We have three viewers. Oh, we're up to three. Get it right. Uh, Parks and Recreation, Chris Pratt over here on the side, killing it. Now it's four. <laughs> See? Thank you, you Scott, for you tuning need, into your own see, show. You need me on this show, I baby. had to do something, man. You think that 3LW talk's going to get the viewers? No. Uh, we were killing it when we were talking about 3LW. Then we started talking about me bombing, and people were like, this is too sad. I don't want to watch this. Oh, they, they, was like, they, we've all seen Mike bomb anyway, so we're good here. I think it was when Vic told the drunk story. People were like, Mike swallowed his own puke. Mm. Can't do I know, it. No, it wasn't I'm, the swallowing. I'm taking back my life. It was not the swallowing. It was the hand toss, like the self-high five, I think, that threw people off. It wasn't a hand toss. There was no hand toss. I just no, that's the pizza upstairs. So we're actually going to talk about this. The, the fan base is sucking ass. Or are we just going to dip wait. our toe in and walk away? <laughs> okay. I mean, that's what we've done this whole show. It's been all over the fucking place. 
That is for uh, sure. Yep. All right, so let's let's get into fan bases that suck. This it, show was a Cleveland and, Browns draft. An hour no and, rhyme, no reason. An hour and fifty two minutes into the show, let's let's talk about fan bases that suck. Um, I I try to remain kind of neutral and uh, fuck the Patriots fans. That's what I'm going to say. I'm this. just surprised just how much of Ohio is almost all bra- you get pet you get into Dayton and it's like there's no Bengals fans left. No, like that's it. It's like. I've never seen, like, in a two-team state, it's pretty much all Cleveland. I'm like, no wonder we are all sad. Because <laughs> they all still rooting for Cleveland. No, I'm from Toledo. I never met anybody who rooted for Cincinnati before coming down here. Who do people root for in Toledo? Don't say the Lions. No, that's it. Browns oh. and Lions. No, because it's Cleveland or Detroit. They're right there in the middle. like uh, The dead. middle of the, in a big depression yeah. sandwich. <laughs> yes. Sandwich. <laughs> they, they Reference really number three <laughs> of a sandwich. Yep, this man Killing loves him it. some sandwiches. He's all about the sandwiches. Frank Gore sandwich and the depressing sandwich. <laughs> no, no, see, I don't like a sandwich. I like a sandwich. Yeah. Mike don't know what that word is. <laughs> I know that word. Huh? <laughs> what? Also, hard motherfuckers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I That's can't believe I he knows three LW. He's like their personal Wikipedia. I forgot they existed. It was like in vogue. You know what I mean? SWV. And he's like, nah, are these groups. Hey, no, I know in vogue. I know in vogue. I'm on. You I, better hold on to your three LW love. Moving on. We can't even move on. The show's I'll put you this way. They may not like me, but they'll never forget me. <laughs> That's right. I have right. no idea what's happening. You know, I already know. I like that I, you hey, poured your hams into the, beer, into the glass. I know. I like thought as I was pouring it, I was like, this, your this, glass this cheap the hams beer went under this fancy glass. I do want to say, the name of this episode, when you put it out tomorrow, Black Charlie Brown in studio. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, get, the, the, the lawyers on his end, good, well, I don't give a fuck about it. We're rolling with it. And I've been to the Penis Museum. Brown. It was the closest thing I've ever feel to being married. It was beautiful. The, there's a penis museum? The Peanuts! Oh, I heard the Peanuts! Penis. Okay, I heard okay, penis. okay. Yes. That's I heard the Penis Museum. museum. What the hell hey. is the Penis oh, Museum? Why, are you, why did you go to the Penis Museum? <laughs> why have you been there and why does it exist? <laughs> Where oh, is this? I bet First you, off, no, what's I, more weird, that there would be a Penis Museum or a <laughs> Peanuts Museum? Like, who has a Charlie Brown Peanuts that's a, Museum? That's a fair point. I would. It was near Charles Schultz's former home in Santa Rosa, California. I would argue that the Peanuts Museum California. might be weirder. Oh man, it's a, it's a place of wonderful childhood mirth. No, yeah, that's mirth? fine. Mirth, um, girth. Okay. Hey man, that, no, that's, that's the your... penis museum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was confused. That I was like, did he did he mix up his words again? <laughs> the peanuts museum has a lot of childhood mirth. <laughs> penis museum. If it has childhood mirth, that's oh, a problem. That's getting shut down. Good lord, there will be man. no R. Kelly benefit concert for that museum. This episode, yo. <laughs> I'm waiting for Mike to play this back sober because I okay. You you wonder what Mike is like after he bombs. Listen, I want you to watch him. Listen, he'll be like, oh, oh god, oh, why? Like, this will be the same experience. I'm never listening to this episode again. <laughs> <laughs> this one, this one's getting posted and then fucking forgot about. Remember that episode we did with Tabar? No, nope. yeah, <laughs> no. Nope. I remember sure that enough. we did an episode with Tabar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. For the record, it was the Charles M. Schultz <laughs> Peanuts Museum. <laughs> Dude, I just love that you said that so confidently, and everybody else. Three went, other people Did thought he you just said penis. Say penis museum. <laughs> yes. Did Jabari just say he went to a penis museum? Well, oh, was, I bet that would be in Maine. 
Well, it could be. A, <laughs> well, existed, would, would you be mad if it was a short or a long visit? Tomorrow McCoy recording his second album. Go Don't ahead. let me go out on that joke. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. All right. Consider okay. it. I would have, <laughs> with that joke, I just had people unreserved tickets. They're like, nah, mm-mm. Like, I'll get a bootleg MP3 at the barbershop. Because, yes, black people do bootleg things at the barbershop. I just like, for a refund. <laughs> just like, I, I know why niggas don't like him. I ain't fucking going to this shit. <sighs> there will be actual jokes and an actual stage and an actual... Wait a second. Text from our one our viewer. There is a penis museum in Iceland. Wow, they Googled that shit. That is on their browser <laughs> history. They might want to delete their browser history because they Googled penis do you museum. Go, do you go incognito mode if you're going to Google penis museum? Yes! <laughs> Why is it in Iceland? What's going on in Iceland? Ice sculptures? But that, you know what? It penis ice sculptures. That, it, that wasn't in the Tour Australia ad. Take that, Australia. <laughs> There's an Australian conspiracy in Iceland. <laughs> Anti-Australian. There are no Australian dicks in the, in the Iceland Penis Museum. Crikey, I'm really pissed off about this I mean, shit. the description of this episode is going to have references to penis museums. Like, what the fuck? No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, what else have we talked about on this the, show? The description of this episode is going to be like... Tabari talks as high as lows. Tabari, period. And that's it's it. just going to be like... It's going to be like, the guy's... Talk. I feel like <laughs> that's going to be the disaster. I, like I, I feel like I should be sitting here like Emperor Palpatine in Star Wars, like, good, good. <laughs> there will be no downloads. <laughs> yep. Came in here to fuck our show. It's going to be, it's gonna be you it. know, I thought I had a game plan on how to get people out to my show. Nope. So just no, you're <laughs> fucking killing it. You were Thank killing you. this shit, Tabari. It's uh, you know, I, I have a know, lot of spare time. and uh, The sports and beer podcast <laughs> that we've established for the last 83 episodes you know fuck that we'll throw that shit out the window and you know just talk about hey the winter olympics are on we do we care about that no uh, we don't care about i mean i know we talked about condoms here's what sucks about the winter olympics uh and the fact that they are they're on (laughs) no i mean all right first of all truth be told my mom is loves the olympics like she like she loves the Olympics to the point where I'm like, if I could ice skate, I think we'd have a better relationship. Like my mom loves <laughs> the Olympics. Well, Mike and I love the death. Olympics, but the summer. I feel like Here's the a, summer well, okay, Olympics so the, are the Olympics. The Winter and Olympics, this is like this is the B side of the album. We both have talked about. Ooh. We both have talked about how we like hockey in the Winter Olympics. We talked yes. about that last. Uh, you know, the last time. But the then Olympics they pulled the around. NHL players, and I'm like, exactly. Rrr. Once the NHL players came out, it was Went like, flashing. well, then what the fuck are we gonna do? So there's still some events that I want to watch, like the crazy shit, like luge and skeleton. Like what, what's what Tiger Skel- Woods' ex doing? What is That's skeleton? What I know. Skeleton is luge, but it's head first instead of feet first. Oh, so it's death. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. It's just death. Yep, that's why I watch it. Stuff white people do. Yeah. Accurate. Accurate description. Um, but the rest of the, the Winter Olympic events are just sort of like, meh. Like, there's like nothing I said, really. Wh- what's Tiger Woods' ex doing? And that's about it. That's Is all she I can in the Olympics? Yeah. What's what's Eileen doing? No, I'm talking about Lindsay, Lindsay Vaughn. Vaughn. The other ex. <laughs> Sorry, Lindsay. I forgot about you. Yeah, <laughs> I completely forgot about your existence, Lindsey Vaughn. I'm sorry. Like, even even the snowboarding events, like at, once they tried to add those X game shit in, that the was Olympics, cool the first year they added. And it, now and then after that, like, it lost uh, its luster. Yeah, yeah it's now not, it's just another event, right? It's just sort of. 
I don't know. Maybe it's because winter just sucks so bad, and it's like that, that's shit's my, fucking cold. I that's don't like my thing. This. I don't like cold. I don't like winter. So why would I want to watch sports? The, you know what? You know what would be like a dope event? Be like the the driveway clear. <laughs> But, like, they give people, like, three driveways. They all have to have, like, three feet of snow. And they have, like, two people. <laughs> like, I would watch that. I'd be like, what salt they using? Like, I would watch that. That's a beneficial sport. I'd watch the driveway clear. I mean, I'd probably watch it just because it's <laughs> something oh, new. On the I guarantee yeah. that you would watch it and you'd be angry. You'd be like, I've been shoveling like that for eight years. They never cleared my drive. He would be, he'd be like, Norway cheating. Like, Mike would be into that one. I they're on Royce. I, I can test them. I, I am the dude that watches handball in the Summer Olympics. So yeah, I'd probably watch like <laughs> shoveling uh, in the Winter Olympics. Oh, but I know fact, you would watch. Here's shoveling. the other problem. The other problem is the Winter Olympics are in South Korea this year. They're fucking 14 hours ahead of us. We just got to see the opening ceremonies that happened last night. So anytime, and I, I think this goes for the Summer Olympics too. Anytime the Olympics are so far ahead, where you already know what's happening before they show it on TV, we lose interest. Like, I the see, fact that I can follow on Twitter and see what goes on, right. I'm just like, I don't fucking now see, care. Now, not to use another pro wrestling analogy, but in the 1990s, when Mick Foley, the author of several New York Times bestselling books and a professional wrestler known for crazy stunts, they announced that he was winning the WWF title on WCW, their main rival at the time. I remember they thought they were fucking that shit. <laughs> yes. They were like, hey, don't tune in to WWF tonight because we know that McFoley's going to win. More people tuned into that shit. They got the <laughs> highest ratings. For- they got murdered that night. Yep. I was a WCW fan at the time and didn't like WWF, but I was like, oh, damn. I mean, I even changed it over like, oh, shit. And because it like, backfired right. like a son like, of I a I don't like them. figure skating. I don't, I don't care about it. I mean, Tanya Harden was my girl because she was the most American one we ever had. She was a... She was from a poor background. She had a dirtbag <laughs> husband, and she had a big ass. I was like, "That's my girl." Uh, but so I, I haven't watched. Stereotypes <laughs> are true. Hey. Bam. Call me girl. Uh, but it, like they said, a figure skater for the U.S. Uh, had like a terrible fall. He was like our big hope. I was getting ready to watch him. But like, let me see what he did. Like, ooh, you jacked up. Like, okay, but that's fine. But that's also at a time before Twitter, where like now shit happens, and we're like. Oh, we won. Cool. Like, do I really want to watch that? We, we won. You know this. It's it's the, it's because the, things was have there changed one, so much. Was there one USA basketball game where you were sweating over it in the last eight years? No, no, no. But you're you're we missing still the point. tuning in like, oh, he dunked on Angola. Take you, but you're missing the point. Like, <laughs> I even uh, this past uh, in the Rio Olympics when the the women's gymna- gymnastics team was that was like the big mm-hmm. story that broke beforehand. Right. But they won the gold, and it was like, I don't. Why do I? You know care why? About this I'm gonna give anymore. you a sports example. Hoosiers. I don't. Oh, hold on. Wait, wait. I'm gonna hit him where it hurts. I'm gonna hit him where it hurts. Watch this. He's gonna try and not like it, and he's gonna he's gonna break down. Rudy. Rudy. I don't. I mean, I don't get. You know you love Rudy. I do love Rudy, and you know what's gonna happen every time. That's a totally different thing. That's totally different because that's a goddamn movie. That's not a sporting event. (laughs) If somebody came up to me beforehand and they were like, hey, by the way, uh, the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. Nick Foles is going to run like a crazy play. And he's going to totally watch that shit. Hold on. Hold on. I want to watch it. I would have been like, like, yes. I would have been like, the Eagles win. Hey, Mike. All right, cool. I'm going to go get drunk over here. Hey, Mike. All right. That's fine. That's fine. I'll be in the minority on this. You are so lying. I would have If someone told you right now, hey, the 
Patriots are going to lose the Super Bowl no matter what you think, and they're going to have the ball in the last few seconds, and they're going to lose. You're not going to watch? I'd be like, wait, are you sh- are he's you a hundred percent sure? He's hundred percent sure the Eagles win. That would make me mm-hmm. tune in even more. No, I why would watch, I care? I barely. Okay, I, wait, I a second, wait a second. 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 Let's flip this then. Let's say the Patriots win that Super Bowl, and somebody comes up to you and says, "Guaranteed, the Patriots win this game. It's a hundred percent. It's accurate. I've, I already know the outcome. The Patriots. That win was this how game. I felt going into the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I still watched it. Wait a second. If somebody tells you, I know for a fact that. And Gronk, I look at him and be like, Gronk catches a Hail Mary on the last play of the game and wins the Super And I look at him and be like, would you watch Congratulations, you're going out on a long limb there, bro. No, but you're missing the point. Would you watch that Super Bowl? You know Bowl? what I would do? Because it's still the Super Bowl. I'll tell you what you do. You Biff Tanner it. Back to the future too, son. <laughs> I, I mean, I know. I know no, Biff, no, but, but what I'm saying is. <laughs> no, but seriously, what I'm saying is I would still watch it because it's, it's just I like. No, 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 no. It's, it's just like okay. I watched this Super Bowl. It may be I on, but I wouldn't give a shit. Hey, this just turned into a round the horn, everybody, where everybody's no, going to shout for three I minutes. I just wouldn't care. <laughs> like, it's not you. At that point, it's yeah, like, it's who gives a shit? No, it's a, it, it, I Maybe it'll be on. I'm not Man, saying I wouldn't watch. if they watch. told him right now, next year Notre Dame's going to win the title. That's my team! <laughs> <laughs> Notre Dame is going to win the title. And they're going to go. They're going to run the table. This motherfucker would watch every game and yes. be, still, still be pissed in the fourth quarter games when it was like, what the fuck? They you know, told I me hate, they were going to win every say game. This. Mike's Notre Dame football rants are one of my favorite things on Saturdays. <laughs> Because oh, he I, has did, such did, hope. Did I hit him where the, no, it hurts I'm the just truth. saying. I'm just saying. No, no. Here's my point. I can, I can make my Mike flip being. out with one simple topic. Watch this. Pitchers should still be better hitters in baseball. They should be better hitters in baseball. You, you never agree right. with me on that. You yes, never agree. Yes, I have. Oh, you lying. I have said for ages that pitchers should be hitting in the minor leagues. They have a designated hitter all the way through AAA. That's bullshit. You never agree with me on this point. American God, League over National League. Uh, get, the fuck out of here. Joe, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Get your ass out of here. Don't we, at me. We're, we're looking for a new producer. But email at us at, uh, at craftrootsports at gmail. You must have a vintage NBA cap. Oh, you must. <laughs> Preferably insist, a Milwaukee you Bucks must insist to stay DH in the Eastern evil, Conference. Period. The DH sucks. Preferably not a Patriots fan. Why? Because there is so much more strategy involved in a pitcher batting than there is with Thank the you. DH. What was the biggest storyline from this past MLB season? How many homers to how many strikeouts, right? No. Yes. The no, the biggest thing was that the Houston Astros won the World Series. No, the biggest thing is that a successful wait, 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 wait. athlete let's, with a gap in his teeth, not named talk. Michael Strahan, took let's, over. Let's let him. the man talk. Go ahead. Go ahead. So Explain yourself. It was pretty much all power. I mean, that's what the biggest Aaron Judge. I mean, that's what the expiring contracts people just picked up. this motherfucker. Listen, you're just salty. I am salty as shit. Continue. <laughs> Continue. Baseball's boring. People hey, want the power. Son of a bitch. Oh, man. I like, hey. He says baseball's boring on the week that pitchers and catchers are about to report. This motherfucker right here. Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. Continue. You know what? That's craftfruitsports at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm going to hit Looking you with for this. Producers. You used you know to what? be cool, at man. <laughs> Come at me. That's fine. I will agree that baseball is boring. I like baseball. I admitted that baseball will be. That's uh, not yes, the best. You point. know what is going to happen with the pitcher besides, like, Two pitchers in the National League. One is named Madison Bumgarner. 
It's not even about fucking hitting home runs. It's about the strategy. Our our texter has weighed in. I'm going to bed, first of all. (laughs) But tell Mike that if he thinks the DH is BS, he needs to get with the G-damn times. (laughs) Fuck that guy. (laughs) Our one viewer. Literally, the pitcher is just there. Like... One viewer we had okay. left. He poses but. no threat when he steps up to the plate. Yes, he does. If his name what if is he, Madison Bumgarner. What if he bunts a runner across? What if he bunts a runner from second to third? That's what some if, major league stuff right there. What if also Willie a DH could do the same thing? No, a DH isn't going to do that same thing because he's a jacked up, roided douchebag. I have a question. Swing for the fence. Are so there any female viewers of this show? Because I think we've lost. Not show. really. There's no. There's no real female female viewers on this show. Ladies, if you are viewing this show right now, please send a tweet, out of a, a Facebook message, no, there is anything. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's talk about bunting out of the shift. How many times has fucking Jay Bruce bunted? They have. Four fucking infielders on the right-hand side of the field. And Jay Bruce wouldn't lay down a goddamn bunt. He'd swing away and ground out into a double play every fucking time. That's because he Tomorrow, played for the Reds. Reds so. How you doing, man? You know what I'm saying? You know, you know what I'm saying? Black Panther looks good, Scott, right? back me up on this. This is bullshit, right? Oh, Joe is... He's spitting the most blasphemous of fire. Thank you. Why? <laughs> this timing is killing me. It's getting a consumer kid. <laughs> Consumer Cannon brought to you by Tavor.com. This fucking episode will never see the light of day. <laughs> Why? I got an album to promote. Please. TavorMcCoy.com. Get tickets. GoBananasComedy.com. I got an album. I will be funny. You heard me. I kept these three people laughing and two of them are probably drunk. So come on out. See the show Thursday, February 15th. It's Black History Month. You should come out and claim this at your office so you can skip diversity training. Come on out. <laughs> And that is Demario Bivens, everybody. So. Yes. Just in case you want to look for him, it's Demario. Two D E M A R I O. Joe, you're back. I'm mad. You're back that, in. Yep. The, the producer job is closed again. Yep. Sorry, everybody. We got our own producer. Shut up, don't, Jimmy Iovine Junior. Over here, sir. <laughs> we got Ellicottville Brewings Chocolate Cherry Bomb. Imperial Stout. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, I it's, fucking love this. From the so moment good. I sipped it, you I don't know where I you were this, on the cherry, but I dude, it, it, it came through. I don't know if that was just a weird bottle. Yeah, it was cherry possible. from the get go, and I mean cherry. It's we were concerned that, that there first, would be no cherry. Yeah. It was fantastically. Long cherry. as it ain't in the cherry. Dig that reference out. <laughs> anyway, uh, the the tra- <laughs> the cherry chocolate buck was delicious. Uh, consume all the way. Not a I don't know where it's an imperial stout, but whatever, okay. that's fine. I don't know where <laughs> Ellicottsville is at. Still in New York, still in somewhere in New York. Yeah, but find it and go there and drink all of the the, the cherry chocolate imperial stout. Yeah, that's a double consume. It's a super good beer. The second one had way more cherry flavor. You, than you know what I'm one. actually upset about is that we didn't have more. Those two bottles went. Fast. I know. Well, I'm mad that y'all got a beer called Hams because that is my mom's family size last name. Somebody owes us some money. Uh, well, mm. this is this beer is. Is three ninety nine for a six pack? John actually brews this. Is this expensive? I don't, I don't. <laughs> no, that is not expensive. This ah. is this is less than Natty Light and Keystone Light. You oh my! Buy, you can buy a thirty pack of hams for thirteen ninety nine. So uh, it's the cheap beer. Uh, but this beer, the uh, Elkinville uh, beer, total consume. The second one had so much more cherry flavor, so much better. 
and I had to pace myself because I didn't. I knew I was gonna chug I it. I didn't pace I, myself. I know when you were out of beer, I was like, "We're fucked. We're fucked." Scott no, I mean, is checked out of this episode. I, well, because I was mad. I'm like, "Damn, I know this beer was so good. All I wanted was more." I know we should have gotten six of them. Did we have that option? Or was this one we could only get? I don't know what the. I uh, feel like we, we, we could ordered only get this one. Well, he yeah. should call his cousin that used to be on that show Scrubs, and he could order y'all some more. <laughs> Donald Faison ain't taking my calls no more. I wish we were cousins. <laughs> Shit, you know, if we were cousins, I wouldn't be sitting you here. You don't know Black Scrubs. <laughs> you know, nobody calls him his real name. They're like, man, what's Black Scrubs I doing? I said Donald Faison. <laughs> That's his real name. I know it is, and you, him, and his mama know it. Damn it, <laughs> Eagle. <laughs> I love Scrubs. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. I do too. I love that show. Oh, okay. That's why I did the Eagle reference. Well, you a white motherfucker, so it's okay for you to. Like well, scrubs. I'm JD. That's <laughs> that's all right because he's still never going to live down that black drop he had from earlier. That's yeah. <laughs> Don't pack this motherfucker with black people. Mm, this is making consumer can it? Brought to you by Tavor.com. Uh, wow, what a what an episode! It has been a show. We did a show. What happened? I don't I don't know how we got here. But we got here somehow. Tabari told some jokes. Yeah. <laughs> got those. We, we had some black moments. That's right. This was the lowest uh, number of calls we've ever had. <laughs> oh my God. They will never put There's two black people that? on the show in Black History Month ever again. We had one caller on this show. We had two. Two. We did have two. We did have two. You're right. Andy called in. I forgot about Andy. Is I, Freak Nick tonight? I mean, is everybody busy? If there's a freak Nick in Cincinnati, it's going to happen at check the Ritz. Check the Pornhub stats. Let's see what's going on. Yes, yes. Check the Pornhub. Can we get the Pornhub stats, bro? Can Pornhub do it? You guys are really just trying to get a free subscription. Admit it. Admit it. Pornhub is free. You don't need a... You know what I meant. I was going to say, you don't need though. a subscription for Pornhub. Let's uh, let's find out who the motherfucker of the week is. Uh, Joey Drafts, tell us who the motherfucker of the week is. The show is still going? Is. Currently, it's quick. It's quick. <laughs> it is 80-20. In favor of Josh McDaniel. Told you. God damn right. That motherfucker right. was easily that the motherfucker of the week. You right. Yeah, that's right. And that's all on a... Uh, that's I funny thought you would have had his back as a fellow bald Caucasian no, male. No, fuck Josh McDaniel. <laughs> it was, it was going up against one of the biggest motherfuckers. This was fucking... Uh, this was the, 90, uh, the, the 2016 election all over again. Shit. It really was. You had to vote for the lesser of two evils. It really was. Or not vote, in this case, for the lesser of two evils. <laughs> Like, nobody really likes Bill Belichick, but it's like, oh, he's up against Joshua Daniels? Well, shit. And he was once Cleveland's head coach. The car sure was. I watched the two Bills this week. So many things could have stopped all this bullshit. <laughs> so many things could have prevented this dynasty. Just how crazy happened. How crazy would it have been if Bill Belichick didn't resign from the Jets after one day? That's what just, I'm, like, but that's what I'm saying. Stayed with so them. many things that led up to the, the moment he took the jobs with the Patriots that could have kept this dynasty from I know. ever happening. I know. Not only that, let's You know who let's you go gotta blame for this, don't you? You Drew gotta Bledsoe. Bl- you gotta blame the Jets and you gotta blame Mo no, Lewis. You have to blame Drew Bledsoe. There's so a, many people like Bledsoe I blame Art Hodell for fucking firing him. And I can't blame team. Drew Bledsoe because he signed the autograph for him. If Drew Bledsoe doesn't get hurt, we don't ever know the name Tom Brady. He's just uh, another fucking... I blame the tuck rule, which didn't exist until that night. <laughs> <laughs> Ant-Man is on fucking... Oh, Paul Rudd in yeah. a ruddy suit. You see that? He I would rock that suit. <laughs> I can't rock that suit. I'm fat. Guys, make sure you go check out Tabari's album recording. February 15th. Jabari Parker, y'all. <laughs> In the oh, building. How dare you? 
This is the old album. Come to the new album. Please. Please. Go please. Bananas Comedy Club, February please. 15th, 8 please. p.m. Go make reservations please. right now. I beg of you. Tabari is going to be recording this album. Uh, if you liked anything that you heard tonight, please. you totally should go check him out. Uh, Tabari, thank you Even so much. Even if you didn't. Go do it. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. Thank y'all you for having me. Super Appreciate fucking it, man. entertaining. Yes. It got really weird, but it was super really worth fun. It. And, and uh, it's the Peanuts Museum. <laughs> for the record. Peanuts. Follow. This man did not go to a penis museum. I did Maybe not. Maybe he did. Allegedly. I don't know if he's ever been to Iceland. Uh, follow <laughs> Tabari oh at his travel record. You can follow Craft Root Sports, uh, the show at Craft B Sports. Follow me at Mike Berlon. Scott at Scotty K underscore junior. Uh, as always, hit up the drunk line whenever you want. 440-37-DRUNK. The line is always open. Uh, Tabari, thanks again, man. Really thank you, sir. Thank you all for having me. I hope that uh, people enjoyed it, and if not, they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you goddamn right. Uh, cheers, everybody. Fly, Eagles, fly! <laughs> Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.